Acts thirteen seventeen through 48. The Most High God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers, exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with a high arm brought he them out of it. Now, how he did that is a sign. It is a wonder. It is something to remember. That's his power there. So we cannot forsake his power. When we talk about his testimonies, yes, we need to remember the testimonies. What great power he brought them out. Now, about the time of 40 years, suffered he their manners in the wilderness. He suffered it, right? They suffered it. Suffered he their manners in the wilderness. You told Yeshua, right? When he destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he divided their land to them by lot. And after that, he gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years. Right, gave them judges. Unto Shimuel, Samuel, the prophet. Okay. And after that, afterward, he des they desired a king. The Most High God gave to them Saul, the son of Keith, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up them by King David, and to whom also he gave their testimony. And I found King David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which suffered, which shall fulfill my, all my will. Not suffer, but he shall fulfill all my will. So when he says, look at the Psalms, he knows King David. King that we, we see this. We see that all the things he labored, he was after his heart. When, when someone's after your heart, they won you over. So if you understand salvation, that's why he says, these things concern me, was written in the Psalms, the law of Moshe, and in the prophets. The prophets searched out salvation diligently. King David's a man after his heart. And you see, Moshe, if you despise his law, you don't receive no mercy. I'm sorry. There you have it. And then he says, the foundation is built upon the prophets and the apostles. That's your foundation right there. As if anyone does not hear according to this, it's because they don't have no light in them. And that's how you build your house, your foundation, your spiritual house to the Most High. That's how you build it. You're not building it that way. I'm sorry for you. I mean, no salvation. No, 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 no salvation. I'm sorry. It's the only way. It's only one way. He gave you the witnesses. All we got to do is walk in it. Fulfill his will. The will of the Most High, fulfill it. They will actually tell you, the prophets, the apostles, they will show you the way. It's, only, it's a narrow way into the kingdom. It's a narrow path. It's not crooked. It's not broad. It is narrow. It's not too far. It is very nigh to you. So of this man's seed, okay, of King David, of his seed, the Most High God, according to his promise, raised up Israel, a Savior, even who? Yeshua. Okay, of his seed. That's why he come from the house of Yehuda. All right, so John, when John had first preached, look at this, the gospel here. Now we, when we see Yeshua, Yeshua come for what? Salvation. Now, the gospel is Yeshua, so understand his life is the gospel. If you don't understand the gospel, you don't understand his life, because that's what he come for, to save Israel from death, from being swallowed up in hell, to, get, to make us be a light unto all the nations, that all nations be taken into his kingdom. We are scattered to bring all nations to the kingdom. That's the purpose of we're scattered. So he turned the evil, he made evil, but he also made good. And so he take the evil and make it for good. No matter what the plan of salvation is, no matter what the plans of man is, the plan of salvation is greater. 
Now, as John fulfilled his course, you know, John, he's actually, you know, wanted to come out of the Levitical priesthood in the Sixth Covenant. He says, I must decrease, so he must increase. He knows this covenant of the old got to come to an end. He understood the prophets, Jeremiah. He understood that. And this other covenant has to rise and become greater. The covenant we have now. The covenant of what? Getting back to eat the right from the tree of life. The, 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 the fact that now after the order of Melchizedek, now you become priests. Now the old. So John fulfilled his course. The old priesthood had to be shut down. And now making way for a new priesthood to come in. Whom you think that I am? I am not. We read this. But behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes and feet of, the, of his feet I am not worthy to lose. Testimony. What will your testimony be before men? This testimony. He didn't have no pride. You see how humble that is? He's looking for those who are meek. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you fear of the Most High God, to you is the word of this salvation sent, this gospel sent to you. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their fathers and their, excuse me, their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Shabbat, they are fulfilled, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. Okay? Because they knew him not. This is what problem our people is having today. Rulers over our people, people want to sit in Moses' seat, all these people today. Nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Shabbat, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. We don't glorify him. They're not, you know, we are, we are trying to learn his way, not the ways of men. And so this is what happens when we condemn our own people. And though they found no cause of death in him, Yeshua, yet they desired that Pilate should he be slain. And so we end up crucifying each other. Uh, even though we may speak the word, we may use it still killing each other. And that's not the gospel. Um, whatever what was done to him, today is still being done to us, today, still among our own people. So this is something that he says, even as they persecuted me, they also persecute you. So this is the testimony of Yeshua, to understand prophecy. And um, to do that, we live this. We don't like have stuff in our head and just be like other people. No, you, the Holy Spirit is teaching you and leading you to truth. This is, just being, this is just ministering. And then you also, when you get increased, you also come back and you minister. That's how it works. We are the body. No one is above the other. It said, let him be chief, let him serve. Like the elder served the younger, right? So, we're, yeah, whoever it is, the first shall be last, the last shall be what first. That's how it works. Usually, the people who get all the increase, they're going to become greater. Because you have someone that's sent to make you even greater because they're giving you everything. You become greater, right? Because you have more time in your hand to do this thing. Because you got it perfectly. It's better to have some, something built perfectly than to have something you got to like, put together all the pieces and you still got to take it out and this one don't work. Nah, this one, uh, I'm still fumbling through it. You got a not solid foundation. It's, it's crappy. So it's, it's not a good thing there. Okay? So that's how it works here. Okay? And when he fulfilled, 
and when they fulfilled, when they had fulfilled all that is written of him, Yeshua, they took him down from the tree and laid him where in the sepulcher in the tomb. Now there's a tomb archaeologists have found with his name written on it. But you know, you can actually get that and see and you know, do the work for yourself and get the name. But the most high God raised him from the dead, right? That's the salvation, that's the gospel. You, we have to believe that, right? When he died, where did he go? He went to the heart of the earth. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days, three nights, he went to the heart of the earth. Down in hell and Sheol, he went down up in there to get all the captives and set them free. All that died unto Adam, from Adam all the way to Yeshua, all of them were in hell and Sheol in the heart of the earth. They were down there. He had to descend into the lower parts of the earth to bring them up out of the earth and baptize them and bring them up into heaven. That's why he said, I go, I have to go. Because my father, I have a prepared place for you. I have many mansions. You're not going down to hell. I got a, a place prepared for you. All right? So we have to understand what he has prepared for us, which is uh, unsearchable riches of grace and everything. It is beautiful. That's why Paul's like, I, I, I don't know. I'm between two because he got visions of the holy. He went up and saw things that, hey, I don't know if I should stay here on earth or go there. I feel better there. So, but I know I, I need to go and do this on earth, okay? So these are things that some of us will have, you know, abilities to do, to transcend and, and see things greater than he that's in this world, and see things as up in the heavenly. Um, some are blessed to do that. I mean, there's many people saying this and that. I don't believe everybody. But those that, you know, the, the, the true testimony. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, those things I do believe, all right? Signs and wonders are given to us. That's how we believe. The Gentiles, they seek out uh, knowledge. They seek out uh, things. And so I, I take it all. I don't care who it is. I, if it's truth, I, truth, I search it out. All right? And I get it from all walks of life. Old, young, doesn't matter. As long as it's truth. All right? You have to prove it. You have to prove all things. Okay? So he raised him from the dead, and he was seen many days. So after the resurrection, that's another thing, part of the gospel. After the resurrection, what? He's going to be seen many days. Right? And there were people waking up out of the tombs, too. Out of the res they were walking, too. It was a resurrection, not just him, but also the people. Remember, he's the firstborn of the dead, of them that slept. They came up, too. That's the sign of the resurrection, the power that we're going to also rise. If we don't have this testimony, we have no knowledge of what that day going to look like when the angels gather, gather together his elect. It's going to be earthquakes. Just like it was then. It was going to come again. Earthquake upon a whole world. All right. And he was seen many days of them which came up with him in Galilee to Jerusalem. We are who are his witnesses unto the people. And he declared unto you the tidings. How that the promise, the promise who? Made with our fathers. Who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Without that, how we got a land to go to? He made a promise. He didn't give it to you, but by promise. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why it is not yet done. He scattered us. It's up to you to deliver yourself from this place until the time comes when he gathered together his elect. You spend your time wherever you want to be in this tribulation, three and a half years, but you make your place where you want to be, and you have to endure until the end. But he declared us these things here. The promises made to the fathers to bring us back into the land. All right. So the Most High God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he raised up Yeshua again 
as it is written in the second psalm, you are my son this day. We see that in the 40th psalm. This day I've begotten you. Okay, you see that again in Hebrews, Paul's quote in Psalm. All right, Hebrews 10th chapter, I believe. And as concerning that he raised him from the dead, whenever we see these quotes, it's important to go look at what these quotes. Were they in Isaiah? Were they in Psalm? Which prophets? Jeremiah? Where are they at? Anytime you see a quote, look it up, please. You're building up your strength. Don't read these things and don't look these things up. Testimony of two minutes true? Let's get those uh, witnesses. Establish your faith. Gird up your loins. Your spiritual battle you're going to be fighting out there. Once you get the increase, you've got to go deal with this, people. This is the gospel we preach to the people. All right. Concerning he that raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. No more. He said unto the wise, I have given you the sure mercies of who? King David. Right? He wasn't going to be teaching everyone else when he come back. Right? So get, get all you can get. Understand everything you can. Otherwise, you've got to be taught by it. Taught by him. Wherefore, he said in another psalm, you shall not let your holy one suffer to see corruption. You shall not see your holy one suffer corruption. No. This is another psalm. For King David, after, he that's why he said, man, that's my own heart. After he has served his own generation by the will, look at the will, the will, the will, the will, the most high God fell asleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But not Yeshua, not, not him. But he whom, now this is before Yeshua, now Yeshua, through the power of the resurrection, he says, some shall not even taste death. How about that? Look at that. Look at look how good, look how good the gospel of your feet going to be. You preach the gospel of peace. How about that? All right? Um, it is very good to have peace upon your feet. But he whom the Father raised again saw no corruption. Look at that. Okay. So whatever Yeshua says, he says, I lay down my life for my friends. If you're his friend, take that to the bank. If you're his friend. You want to do all you can do, make sure you're his friend. Be it known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that this man preaching to you what? Forgiveness of sins. And then with John to repent for the kingdom of heaven at hand, you get forgiven, right, of your sins. Remission of sins, the forgiveness of sins, remission, the baptism, remission of sins. Other than that, there ain't no remission of sins. So you eat this bread and wine, he said, do this remembrance of me for remission of sins. Same thing with the baptism, remission of sins. Okay? Don't think you're going to get a password about remission of sins, being baptized. Don't think that because you see the Holy Spirit. You've seen those gent the, the, uh, the other men, Cornelius, you see that he was, that any man suffered him not to get baptized. No? Go ahead and baptize him. Good, he's good in my book. He's required of you. Okay? And by him that all believe are justified from all things from which he could not be justified from the law of Moshe. Okay? All right? All things. Okay? Now, anytime you hear something, say something. If it doesn't, if you if you're not sure about what this is saying or anything, you can say something, and we'll go ahead and go into it. Anything we go into here. All right. Beware, therefore, lest any of you in it let this just come upon you, which is spoken by the prophets. Behold, they're despisers, they're despisers and wonder and perish, and for I work a work in your days, a work which you shall no wise believe, though a man shall declare unto you. Okay? 
He worked work. These signs, wonders, these miracles, these are works we're going to be looking at. All right? So the Jews that were going out to synagogue, the Gentiles, they besought that these words be preaching to them. What? The next Shabbat. Okay? This is the gospel. We're talking about signs and miracles, wonders. Yes. We're talking about the gospel, Yeshua, the resurrection. Yes. All these things we're talking about, this is the gospel here. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews, religious proselytes, followed Paul and Barnabas, who was speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of the Most High God. And the next Shabbat came almost a whole city together to hear what? The gospel of the Most High God, the word of the Most High God's gospel. That's what we're talking about. Okay? And we see the same thing in Acts 2 with Peter receiving the Holy Spirit. We see the same thing there, how many people came to a single-hearted for the gospel. This is the point of the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders happening. Paul and Barnabas wax bold. You get bold for what? The gospel. You know this is the way, the only way. The truth and the light. And nothing else to it. And it said it was necessary that the word of the Most High God be what have, should be first have been spoken unto you, but seeing that you put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, we turn to the Gentiles. That's how some of our people are going to be. Kick the dust off your feet. If they don't hear you, leave. Right? Depart from them. Not all our people got the gospel. So that's the thing. Kick the dust off your feet. They ain't going to receive you. They teach you some other way. You can't get no other way of salvation, but by this. It's the only way. Okay? I have set you to be a light to the Gentiles, that you should be, what, for salvation to the ends of the world, ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified in the word of the Most High God, as many as ordained to eternal life believed. You've got to get the testimony, get the witness. Don't, don't play with your, your life. Your life is really about bringing people into the kingdom. This is your profession of faith. You ain't got no profession of faith. I mean, what are you living for? This is work. We're talking about work here. Working in the glory of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. You increase in the Holy Spirit because you work. Remember, when you work something, you get per you get perfected in it. You get perfected in it. You got to work this thing. I'm decreasing in my physical work so I can increase in my spiritual work. I got to perfect this thing. All right. And it came to pass with Paulus. That's why we come together. You're going to see what they did. They said, hey, I, we're, we're just going to do this together, y'all. We're going to come together. We're going to sell what we got. We're going to come together. We're going to make this thing work. Because if we stay divided, trying to keep our heads afloat, trying to live, you know, just trying to work to keep the bills paid, you know, we're just going to come together. We're going to make this thing work. Otherwise, you up here, you know, still working until you can do what? Keep a little roof and a little shelter over your head. Pen, you know, all that stuff. All right. So anyway, here we go. This is an example with Paul. And we had this guy. He only received the uh, the baptism of John. He had not received the one of the Holy Spirit. He didn't know about this. So let's look at this because a lot of us, we may have been baptized but not received the Holy Spirit, the power of the Father. The power from on high have not yet received yet, right? All right. So it came to pass. Apollos was at Corinth. Paul passed through the upper cause, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. He said to them, have you seen the Holy Spirit? And I say spirit because we talk, we worship in spirit and truth. You know, that's how we do this. All right, since you believe. And they said to him, we have not so much heard that there be any Holy Spirit. 
And he said to them, Unto what then you be baptized, right? Unto what? John he said they said John's baptism. Oh, the beginning of the gospel. Oh, I see. All right, got you. Paul verily okay, verily baptized him with the what? Baptism of the repentance. He says, John verily baptized you with baptism. Verily, verily, truly, truly you did. Okay, good. Right? Saying unto the people that you should believe on who? Okay, I got you. I know where you at. You should believe in him. That's right. Okay. When he heard this, they were baptized in the name of who? Yeshua. So, look at this here. Paul said, John verily baptized you. John verily baptized you with the baptism of repentance. Repentance, repentance. Some were being just repentance. Okay? But they were not baptized in the name of Yeshua. Difference. So, they were confessing their sins, but they have not got this baptism in Yeshua. All right? Now, because they were just confessing sins, so depending on what baptism you got, you may have to be baptized in him, knowing that this is the perfect way to do it. Okay? So some people may pay, some may have been baptized, but may have not been baptized in understanding who he is and keeping of his commandments and things of that nature. So when they heard is they were baptized in Yeshua, and then when Paul laid hands on them, because in order to repent, you have to confess what you've done. I know you confess good okay good i know your heart is clean i can trust now i can lay hands on you because we don't lay hands on anybody unless we know that you confess and you are coming clean people that don't come clean you don't know where they come from then you don't lay hands on them all right but when people are being afflicted and they poor in spirit and they want help yeah you can lay hands on them and let them but they got to confess and believe first you don't lay hands on them unless they have confirm in Yeshua and that's how we do that so Paul he laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied now we know there are people scattered and they had different languages so yeah they prophesied in their own language their language okay alright so here let me go back here alright let me see how far we're going down with this, this is 1 through 12 here all right. So there were 12, and let's see. Okay, okay, here's another thing. You're going to go around your own people, and you're going to go through some issues, okay? Here's some issues right here, all right? And he went, this guy who was baptized, he went into the synagogue, spake boldly for about the space of three months, okay? Is this Paul? Let's see. All right, he, split, but he spoke boldly about the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of what? The Most High God, all right? Because our people ain't got it right. All right? Our people not all our people got it right. Not all have obeyed the gospel. But when diverse were hardened, different people were hardened. They didn't believe not. I don't care what you say, you can't that's how it is with our people. You can't do nothing with them. That's why Yeshua couldn't perform any miracles around his people. He had to leave them. But they spake evil the way before the multitude. Alright, this is not doing me any good. When you see that your works is not doing no good. What do you got to do? Depart from evil. Right? Right. He separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of Tyrannus. This he continued space of two years, so that all they that dwell in Asia heard the word of the Most High God, Yeshua. Right? Because Yeshua is on the right hand of the Father. We need to know who he is. Both the Jews and the Greeks. The circumcision and the circumcision. And the Most High God wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul. So we see Paul, right, doing this here. So that his body 
so that from his body, your body is the temple of the Most High, right? Yes. Okay. So that from his body we're brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out from them. There we go. We're getting to signs and miracles, wonders that are happening from from you, the temple of the Most High, your body. Sanctify it, right? Your body is sanctified by the word and prayer. That's how we do it. All right? And you're giving, you're, you're, you're living the gospel. And that's what you're doing. You're living this word. But you have, you know, you're disputing people about the kingdom, but when you can't profit peace, let that go. Now, we see also the apostles. These are the pillars. Peter, James, John, they are the pillars that wherever Yeshua went, usually in certain places, like on the mountain, when he transfigured himself before them, not everybody went, but they went, Peter, James, and John. Let's look at what they got to say. They went together into the temple at the hour of prayer at the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame of his mother's womb, was carried, in whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask of alms of them that enter into the temple, who sing Peter, John, Peter and John to go into the temple and ask an alms. Now Peter fastened his arms, his eyes upon him with John, and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. That's what's going to happen when you go around the poor. But when you look in Matthew, I believe it's ninth chapter, he says, Hey, when you go around them, don't take no alms, don't take nothing with you, don't take no script, don't take no change, don't take no nothing with you. Right? So he's looking for it. There's a lot of people, when you go and do this work, a lot of people are going to be looking for money for you. When you're preaching the kingdom of heaven, it don't come with the stuff. You're not giving. Do alms for another day. But when you're preaching the kingdom, the, the word of the Most High, when you're preaching that, you don't carry no change or nothing with you. Okay? So we can go over that another time, how you should prepare yourself going out and doing this work. All right? So Peter fastened his eyes upon John and said, Look on us. And he gave him heed, expecting to receive something of him. Okay? This is one that we see is, you know, pretty much in a, in a situation where they had laid him at the gate. He's not in a good situation. He's a lame man, crippled from his mother's womb. Been like that all his life. All right? So Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have to give you the name of Yeshua, okay, the Messiah of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. That's right. Look at that. That's power. Come from where? His body, right? Your body is a temple of the what? The Holy Spirit. And so out of your body you speak, and the words receive it, even from the, the sound of your mouth when you speak, the Spirit quickeneth. Make it strong. Make it alive. And he leaping up, and walked, he didn't touch him. Let me see. He lifted him up right here. He took him by the right hand. But you see right here, he said, I don't have none. But in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And sometimes people have to have faith by you even touching them. Sometimes they have to have faith. But not necessarily people have to be touched and they can still perform that miracle. But he took him by the hand, he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately 
his feet and ankle bones receive him. So your righteousness, your honor, the Holy Spirit, and you increase in faith, the Holy Spirit isn't teaching you how to do this stuff. No man teach you. The Holy Spirit is teaching you. And he leaping up, stood, walked, and entered into the temple, entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising the Most High God. And all the people saw him walking and praising the Most High God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They were filled with wonder and amazement and that which had happened unto him. And as that lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. How about that? This is by the temple. Okay? So, these are the signs and wonders we look at for understanding how the Holy Spirit works. And um, this is the gospel here. This is, this is the things that is required of us, expected of us. We say that any man has it believes in him, this is what you ought to be happening here. All right? We see this right here. This is dealing with the Gentiles. Now, this is a key word here, devout. When you see this word right here, devout, let's look that up real quick. Because this man right here is devout. You don't see him repenting. Okay? No repentance for this man here. He already done the work. We need to repent from. But he's ready. He made himself ready. And we're going to see the things he's doing. All right. So let me go over here and um, take a look at, get, get a dictionary here for us real quick. Um, can we get this one right here? Okay. And I get this devout here. There's a key word here. Why? Because you're going to see devout several times being referred to people. And that devout, you want to be devout. You devout, Father going to move on your behalf. Yeah, you want to be devout. Yep. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You want, you, you want to have this and more. Okay. Your dedication, your faith, your commitment to the Most High. Devoted. This is your way of life. You're serious about this. You're earnest about this. You warm this is weird. You know, you do this. There's no obligation thing. This is a real thing. You committed to this. This is how you, this is your faith here. Okay? Alright. So nobody take that from you. That's your faith. Nobody no, nah, nobody do that. So we're gonna go back here, take a look at that. Okay. So a devout man, one that feared the most high God, okay? Because he's serious, that's how you fear him. You know, all his house gave much praise. Gave much alms to the people. Prayed to the Most High God always. He saw a vision evidently about the ninth hour. The angel, look at this. Remember, how can one receive, how can one hear, lest one be sent, lest one preach and be sent? Here we go right here. All right. You got to tell him the straight way to the kingdom, the gospel, right? You got to get the gospel. This man needs the gospel, okay? He doing work, but he needs the gospel. He needs to get that perfect way. It's a narrow path. It's a straight if you find it, though. This man found it. Now he got an angel because no one in him, remember, there's a separation between who? The Jews and the Gentiles. Separation here. They don't, it's like racism. Right? So, that's what that is. And now we've got to get the truth on the matter of how we need to come up before him. He says, this man right here, he says, um, and when he looked upon him, he was afraid and said, this angel in the vision that came to him, he saw in the vision, evidently about the ninth hour, an angel of the Most High coming to him, saying, Cornelius, he looked, and he was afraid, 
What is it? What is it, Almighty? What is it? He said unto him, Your prayers and your alms are come up to me before a memorial. For a memorial. Before the Most High God. Now, as we see later, Peter, Peter he realized that, oh, he had a vision. And the vision is about call no man common or clean. So he said, oh, he opened his mouth. Of a truth, I perceive after this revelation from the dream and from meeting you all, because he, he was sent. Peter was sent to them. He said, I'm going to build a church upon Peter, right? Peter's the first one to go to the Gentiles before Paul. But he gave Paul the fellowship, him and Barnabas, that you know they should, that they should go to the Gentiles, nobody else but them. He gave them that, right? It's cool. That's how Paul began his ministry. Every one of us got a ministry. We've got to believe that. We've got to know that. All right. Now, therefore, Peter opened his mouth of a truth, perceived that the Most High God is of no respect of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which the Father sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by who? Yeshua? This is the gospel here. We, we just missing this all the time? Come on, we can't miss that. The word I say, the word I say, you know, which was published all throughout Judea, began in Galilee after the baptism which John preached. There you go. I mean, how many times are we going to see this? It's going to be over and over and over and over. You just missed this. You got another gospel. You got another Jesus. Whatever it is you believe in. Okay? Whatever name. It doesn't make a difference. The one but die for your salvation, for your soul. So how the Most High God, the anointed Yeshua of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and with power, right? That's the testimony right there you all want to have. And went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for the Father was with him, the Most High God. And we are witnesses of all these things which he had done both in the land of Jews and Jerusalem, whom they flew and hang on a tree. Well, remember, we read that again. This is the gospel here. Him the Father raised on the third day, shew him openly, not to all people, but unto the witnesses chosen before the Most High God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he who is ordained of the Most High God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. We see that in John 5. And to give him all the prophets and the witness. To give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believe in him shall receive what? Remission of sins. You do that at the baptism. You get the Passover eventually, but you get that. Right, that's right there. While Peter yet spoke these words, this is the gospel. You see the gospel here. Look at that. When Peter spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them all. They heard the word. Look at that. He ain't touched them. It just fell on them, just like that. Okay? And then they had circumcision. They saw it. They would believe, astonished every man, every, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. How about that? They saw it, and they've heard them speak with tongues, they magnified the Most High God, then answer, then answer Peter, Can any man forbid water? That these should not be baptized, but should receive from on high the power of the Holy Spirit as we have. Okay? This is what we're talking about, the baptism, right? That's where it began at. This is the walk. If any believer be in him, you be in Christ. You be buried with him in the baptism. He went underwater. We saw that. This is your testimony here. 
He commanded them to be baptized in the name of who? Yeshua. They prayed. Then they prayed. Then prayed they him to tarry several days, certain days, because they got to build him up in this word. How about that? All right. Now, what what happens you, in this word, in this walk, you got to keep yourself filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? Well, we do it in spirit and truth. Okay? Now, in spirit, there's many spirits out here, especially among our own people. Okay? That's why we got to be watching in these latter times. Because many of it departing in the faith. Some, you know, they start this walk in Hebrew and say it's too hard because our brothers and sisters, they're they saying this, they're doing that. I don't know. I'm going back to Christian church. You know, um, but the Spirit speaking expressly in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing doctrines, doctrines of devils, right? Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay, can't tell you, can't say nothing to them, can't reason with them, nothing. Forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain with meats which the Father have created to receive thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of the Most High God is good, nothing to be refused. It if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified with the word of the Most High God and prayer. That's what you have to focus on. Being sanctified with his word and with prayer. If you're not studying, showing yourself approved, how can you be sanctified with his word? To be set apart, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to study, show ourselves approved. And in prayer, and in all things, just like he went out immediately now, he knew the word. Immediately, he went where? To the desert. And when he was in the desert, he would be 10 to 40 days in what? In prayer. In the word. He was, whatever's in him going to come out of him, so he got an increase in that. He didn't have no book with him, but in fasting and in prayer. We do not cease in that. That's your strength. He's giving you pray, you get what you need. And you communicate with the Father, I need this, I need that, I need that. I'm going through this. So in your trials, you're being tested. You say, I need this. I need that. And now you, that's how you're being taught. That's how your weaponry. You put on the helmet of salvation. You're getting the sword of truth. You're getting the girt, your, your, your loins girded. You're getting all that armor there, that spiritual power. You're getting that. Be tested. Don't, want, don't run from it. All right, that's how you work. If you, be, if, you, if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be what? A good minister unto who? Yeshua. Nourish up. And the words of faith of good doctrine, whereunto you have attained, but refuse what profane old wise fables. Exercise yourself rather unto holiness. For bodily exercise, it profits little. You can go out there, work yourself out, get all the muscles, get cut up. Okay, it profits little. A good for the natural, but for the kingdom, it is a spiritual. But holiness is profitable in all things, having the promise of the life. That now is and of that which is to come. That eternal life, that's which is to come. That is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation, which is good for you, good for all of us. That's why we are coming together as a body of Christ, not to be alienated for the commonwealth of Israel. This is wealth we're talking about, building the kingdom of the Most High. For therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach. Okay, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it for for your own family. You're gonna get it for anyone. That's how it's gonna come. Okay, you gotta increase in the in the spirit, not in the natural. Don't let people fear. You don't want to be feared by people. Let them fear the most high in you. Okay, what they do to you, let them fear them. Let them fear that. What they do to you, because we trust in the in the living most high God. 
who is the savior of all men, especially those that believe, right? Yeah, we got the same. Yeah, we got the same things. All things in common. These things command and what teach. That's right. Let no man despise your youth, but be you an example of what of the believers in word and in conversation and in charity. You know that love. That's extra love right there. Care for those that don't have right that charity, and in spirit and in faith and in purity. Keep yourself pure. Keep yourself clean from having any offenses or any accusations of anything. Okay. Till I come, give attendance to the reading and exhortation to doctrine. We, we know good doctrine is for instruction and in righteousness. Good doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in you. Don't neglect your gift. Don't look at someone else and neglect your own gift. Don't look at that. He got what he got. You got what you got. We all work for the glory of the Heavenly Father for the purpose which we call. We got different purposes. You got a ministry. Everybody ministry different. Don't look at someone else. Being higher, greater than you, we're not higher and greater than each other. We're coming together for the glory of the Father. Neglect not the gift that's in you, which was given to you by prophecy, by the land of hands, and by the presbytery. Let's look at this word of presbytery. Let's look that up. Okay? We talk about land of hands. That's, that's, that's part of the ministry, okay? You have works of healing. Some people are healers. They lay hands on. You have to know your gift. You have to exercise your ministry. You don't know what you don't do. But you got to have faith in what it is you do. Everything's by faith, right? Even your salvation, your soul. You'd be amazed what you can do till you do it. The presbytery is part of what? The church reserved for official clergy? You're talking about the body of Christ? The presbytery. It's us. The house of the Most High God. Okay? All right. The presbytery. That's us. All right. The laying of hands of the congregation. That's us. Okay? Of us believers. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. Meditate on these things. Your gifts that you're given, meditate on those things, right? That's what you ought to be doing. Building yourself up in the most holy faith. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Look at how you do this. Remember the guy was trying to buy I think it was from Paul. He was trying to buy. He says, you, you, you're doing some things. He saw some things by the Holy Spirit that was being done. Like, you spend time with yourself understanding this, but other people want to give you money for those powers. But I think it was maybe Peter. Went on cursed the guy. He couldn't even see. You can't buy the Holy Spirit. You can't do that. You can't buy nothing supernatural. The Father gives you as a gift. You have to meditate on these things. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine Continue in them, for in doing this, you shall both what save yourself and them that hear you. That's the gospel. You're not doing this. You don't. What salvation are we doing? You know, everything is, is 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 you shouldn't even be doing. There's no point in even walking this walk. You're not doing this. It's all baloney. It's just uh, wasting time. You know, the spirit speaking, expressing what it wants to do to to these people in a lot of times. They're they're looking at whose name's not written in the book of life and people up here playing church with people, deceiving people, wasting people's time. Okay. John first John four. First John one and four. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of the most high God, because many false prophets are going into the world. Hereby we know the spirit of the most high God. Every spirit that confesses that Yeshua is coming to flesh is of the most high God. 
Okay? Every spirit that confesses not that Yeshua is coming to flesh is not of the Most High God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Wherefore, we have heard that it should come. And now, already is, is already in the world. It's coming upon our people. It's coming to the whole world. So don't think just because one of our people is on, the, is on the seventh day teaching that that's what he says. If it speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. All right? You are of the Most High God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Remember that. That's the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you're nothing. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. Most people just want to speak what knowledge they know. Who cares about what knowledge you know? Without the Holy Spirit, you're nothing. Paul talks about that. You can know all the prophecies. You can know everything. You know all this and that. Without charity, you don't have nothing. It's about what we do for the people. You know, now you got salvation. What are you going to do for the people? We are of the Most High God. He knoweth us. Knoweth that the Most High God heareth us. He that is not of the Most High God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We have to rightly divide his word and know what he says in the word and what he does not say in his word. And that we know is the way to go. That path which is narrow, but few find it. I know who's my brother. I know who's my sister. I know according to love. He said, let us love one another. For the love is of the Most High God, and everyone that loves is born of the Most High God. We know we're buried with him in the baptism. That's how we're born of him. Receiving, being signified with the Holy Spirit, we know that these signs and wonders, everything is going to come to pass. And anything we need, we ask of it. Increasing what? In the Holy Spirit. Glorifying what? In the Holy Spirit. We don't glorify in the flesh. You can glorify persecutions, things you've been through. We don't glorify nothing else. Well, that's our testimony, what we've been delivered from. He that loveth, he that, he that loveth knoweth not the Most High God. For the Father is love. And this was manifested the love of the Father toward us because that the Father sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. It's the only way we know love. And he sent him that you may have what? Eternal life. Now, how do you get that? Through the gospel of his Son. The testimony of his son. The testimony of Yeshua's spirit of prophecy. So all we're doing, he come to what? He died, he came, the beginning of the ministry, started with the baptism, the end of the ministry, received the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. That's the end of the ministry, right there. He walked with you, showing you things of the Holy Spirit. That's the gospel. And if you can get that and wrap that up in a package and give it to people, now things that people don't, don't know, they have to know that he did die for us. We have to, Just like those examples we were given. Those, that is what we give to the people. That's the gospel. Here in his love, not that we love the Most High God, but he loved us. And he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Let's look at this word here. Propitiation. Certain words we see. It may not be common, but we just try to make sure all things are common. We got all things are common. You got common sense. We don't try to, like, make up stuff. Even if I know it, all, all things got to be common. We get proved. We prove out all things. Make it common. Common salvation. Nothing to be interpreted any differently. All things are interpreted the same way. One body, one faith, one baptism. Come on with it. 
and the act of gaining or regaining favor or goodwill of someone or something. Remember he said for the remission of sins? When you confess your sins, you want favor, right? You want goodwill. Say, I mean, I'm sorry. You know? Some, he got to go to the Father for you. He's the advocate to go to, you, to the Father for you, for us, for our sins. Something that appeases. It makes good. He got to make us good. And we're going to see that, how he makes us good. We're going to see that. Because he's given us something called grace. It makes us good again. Unto many offenses, you'll be given. But if you sin willfully, I'm sorry, you're in your grace. After you've known the truth, he gave you one time to repent from that. You do that again. I'm sorry, you, you're living for yourself now. You're out the door. Um, so it's something that we should understand and not take lightly. Um, beloved, if the Father so loved us, we ought to also love one another, right? Right? That's why I said the second commandment is to what? Love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest is to love him all your heart, might, and soul. On these two hang all the law and the prophets, right? No man have seen the Father at any time. If we love another, we love one another, the Father dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. So recently we had the atonement pass, and... Um, when we see a day of atonement, what are we looking at? He atoning for what? Our sins. He sat on the right hand of the Father after he rose on the third day to take away the sins of the world. We see in Leviticus 16 where there were two goats. One was sacrificed and the other was had the hands of all the sins of the people confessed over and put on that goat. And it was let go into an uninhabited place. Now he took all our sins of the world to a place uninhabited, open heaven. Took it away, redeemed us from sin. That's now because when the body was there, his body went down to hell. Hell, we don't live in hell. So all the sins of this world, you know, he took away. He's gonna clean up. That's why eventually it'll be a new heaven, new earth. But those who people are still in hell, the sins are not forgiven. So he took those out of hell and brought them. Baptized him, brought him into heaven. He says, I go to a place to prepare for you. I have many mansions. All right. So no one has seen him any time. No one. Okay. Um, if we love one another, the most high God, he dwelleth in us. And it's perfected. In, now our job is to perfect our love. I don't care who offends you, persecutes you, whatever. Love your enemies is what he say. Serve them, plant a seed, give them something. Remember, they are hungry. They're definitely hungry. They don't even know it. That's why it says, Father, forgive them. You know not what they do. Hereby we know, we we know, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us his spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit. We want to increase in that. Increase in love. That's why the, the, the uh, disciples said, uh, can you increase our faith? Tell us, you know, we, we, you know, because they're doubting some things. So increase my love. Perfect my love. We should pray these things. Remember, you, whatever you ask him, he shall give it to you. Ask those things that are needful for salvation. Whosoever shall confess that Yeshua is the Son of the Most High God, the Father shall what? Dwell in you, and you shall be in him. The Most High God. Okay, you have that power. Remember Elijah commanded that fire, um, that fire from heaven be, you know, because the false prophets went against, they, they tried to make him, 
you know, they, they wanted to make, and you're going to have that in this time too. Many false prophets are going to rise up saying who their God is, right? And a fire came about, and they, they, they tried to make the fire come, but he couldn't. But the fire that came down, he says, go ahead and wet up this wood here. And the fire came down from heaven, and it burned it all. So that's power right there. Now, everybody, he says, remember we said we got to meditate on your gift. Now, you see, Elijah's gift is pretty great. What is your gift like? How much time do you spend in meditating on your gift? Gift of the Holy Spirit. That's how you increase. A lot of us will spend time in that. We spend time in just studying. And we don't increase spiritually. Spiritually, those, those are powers. Signs and wonders. He says Israel seeks signs and wonders. The Gentiles, they seek knowledge. That's why the works are, that's why all men are going to be glorifying us. That's why. All right. Now, some Gentiles are taking hold of these signs and wonders. Some of them are. Okay? And so we have to understand that um, we are to um, start to be taught by the Holy Spirit. And we come together and we start to do this thing together for righteousness. All right? Herein our love is made perfect that we may have the boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. You want to be perfect in love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Don't have no fear of nothing, no torment in your, in your heart. Don't think that something's going to happen to you. You've got to overcome. Remember, that he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved, but he that overcome, the promise is to you. Your seed. You've got to overcome. That's what it's all about. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You've got torment in you. And so, you know, it's not a good thing to have fear. I mean, healthy fear, but you fear for the Father. But, I mean, the things of this world, nah. Can't, can't make decisions based on the fear of this world. That's why people are getting cold vaccinations because they have a fear of this world. Okay? They don't love him. They got the fear that the love not made perfect. Okay? You're going to get crucified. The whole world going to be what? Proven. Crucified. <laughs> don't get broken in heart. Doing the things of the cares of this world. We love him because he what loved us first. If a man say I love the most high God and hate of his brother, he's a liar. Okay, if I say you know my brother, I love you. It doesn't mean that you're my brother because you're in the truth. No. It's because love. Truth, what is truth? I mean, what? You know, everybody's truth is different. Because everybody only have the gospel. That's truth to me. Some people say, How long you how long you been in the truth? What that mean? Walking in truth, like you keep the commandments, just because you were fringes, like you know them. Like this gospel, you know, is by faith. How long you been in faith, right? How, how long you been walking by faith in the Holy Spirit? We don't talk, talk, we don't ask those questions because most of us not seeking those things. The kingdom of the Father, the will of the Most High God. All right. Um. So we forget about the things that He say for the things that. Give the praise among men. And that's what that is. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth the most high God loveth his brother also. All right. We say family in the kingdom. Let's not take that lightly. Let's be about it. Okay. You love my brother. I want to check, you know, make sure everything all right, you know. If something happens, sometimes people need time and space. Give them time and space. But make sure we do, do things in love. All right. Now, would God, would the Most High God, 
Would he? Because there's no God above him. All right? Would he? Would to the Most High God that you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with a godly, with a holy jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, Yeshua, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to who Christ, who the Father, saying, okay, to us, when a man has a woman, does a woman not do what a man say? Right? He said he's the word, right? His word, that's the order. That's the way you ought to do it. Whatever he do, you do. Know what the wife do, right? So in America, woman would have were the parents. But no, it's, it's the way he said to do it. Now, also, we have been deceived. We've been lied to. So sometimes a man don't have it either. He don't have it. You don't know it. So he got to get back to the mind of Christ. And when he get back to the mind of Christ, now we all one in the same faith, one spirit, one body. Two become twain to become one flesh. That's what it is to be. So, you know, here we go. He says, I fear, lest by any means the serpent beguile Eve. Okay? This is, God, this is that holy jealousy, right? I don't want you being deceived, right? The Father telling you I want you to be deceived. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Christ came to do what? People up there celebrating Christmas, they deceived, right? It ain't about his birth. The baptism to what? The resurrection. What are you talking about? Right? After his death came the resurrection of the Holy Spirit. Now he says, don't leave Jerusalem till you be endowed with the power of on high. That's how I received in Acts 2. First time, Holy Spirit received in masses of all the people. The Father sent you down salvation. Just like that. He gave us Christ. Right? The simplicity is Christ. And how you should believe in him. It's so simple. But we've been confounded by our own people, by all doctrines. For if he had come as preachers of another, another, let's say Jesus for this case, because Jesus is a, we see Jesus, he says there's no other name known amongst the Gentiles. The greatest name known amongst the Gentiles, we know that be Jesus. Okay? There's a slave ship called the good ship of Jesus. Took us captive. Right? Yes, that good old ship Jesus. I think it's 700 or 400 ton slave ship. Took a lot of us people captive uh, to the Americas. Right? So, Cometh in another Jesus, which it did, took us captive, led us astray, whom you have not preach, or receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel. You don't get the right truth. Another gospel. We haven't heard the gospel we ought to have. We got another gospel. Come on with it. Which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. You might well, really? Okay. Which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. So we just got to be aware of that, okay? Because we're going to see. This is what happens when you stay with people like that. These false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves to apostles of what Christ. It's no moral. Even, even Satan, Satan himself is transformed to an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed to ministers righteous whose end shall be according to their works. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to be in that same thing. That same doctrine in Nicolaitans, we see that in Revelation 2. He said not to receive that doctrine. It's not a good thing. All right. So, this doctrine here, it's all about us overcoming. 
If you overcome, he's going to give you that hidden manna, that white stone. No man know your name, right? But he, yeah, he received it, right? So you, you have a name, okay? But he says, um, I got a few things against you because you have there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. It taught Balak to cast a stumbling back before the children of Israel, to eat those things, sacrifice the idols, to commit fornication. You have the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. Repent, or else I will come unto you quickly. I'll fight against them with the sword of my mouth, the word of the Almighty God. There you go. Okay? So that's how you got to do it. All right? That's, that's pretty much what we're saying, what saying right there and right there. Okay? So, idolatry. People love idolatry because people love the praise of men all day long. What else you got to say? You know, people love the praise of men. All right. Now, this is what's going to happen to a lot of shepherds that feed his flock. They go astray. They don't feed his flock righteously. They they do. They let little of the praise of men. So, let's take a look at them. Um, we see here, it says, Thus said the Most High, God, feed the flock of the slaughter. The flock of the slaughter, your own people. You, be, you, be, you won't believe how many people we've been taken advantage of today. That's why we got to go and wake our people up. They don't got the gospel. It, it's not simple. It's not the simplicity of Christ. It's not simple. They done confounded it. They made it a little difficult. It ain't that difficult. We just read the gospel. It's all you got to do. Preach that to the people and, and straighten up your life. Get your life right. Live a devout life. Do good. Do the poor. And you see the Gentile do I mean, he didn't know much. But he's doing He's just doing the works. He's remembered in heaven. He got a spot. Yeah, he got eternal life. He got the Holy Spirit. He got eternal life. Give him eternal life. That's why he has sent them to Peter. You get the eternal life. You got the Holy Spirit. You're in the book of life. Bam. Otherwise, he would not be sent. All right, here we go. He said, I'm going to build the church on Peter. Come on now. All right, that's Matthew 16, I believe. But here we go. Um, he says, uh, the most I got, feed the flock of the slaughter. Okay? Whose possessors slay them, hold themselves not guilty, they that sell them say, Blessed be the Most High, for I am rich, and their shepherds pity them not. For I will no more pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Most High. But lo, I will deliver the men, every one into his neighbor's hand, and into the hand of his king, and they shall smite the land out of their hand, I will not deliver them. This will happen to our people because of our shepherds who are feeding the flock. And I will feed the flock of the slaughter, even you. Oh, poor the flock. Remember the poor in spirit? Yeah, the poor the flock. You want to be, yeah, poor the flock, right? We got nothing to prove. And he took two, he took to me two staffs. One I called beauty, the other one he called bands. And I fed the flock, all right? Three shepherds I will cut off in one month. And my soul loathes them. That's happening even to this day. People that are actually, you know, going about, they're taking the stand on them. Because a lot of people are not being led by the Holy Spirit. They're just allowing people to 
you know, give them whatever doctrine they got. All right. They're, they're indoctrinating people. People are not living by the Holy Spirit. They're actually being indoctrinated. Okay, they're feeding them. They, they're, they're doing what they're doing. All right. He said, then I will not feed you. Then said I, I will not feed you that dieth. Let, them, let it die. That, that is to be cut off. Let it be cut off. And let the rest eat everyone the flesh of another. That's what happens when you go and um, eating from those shepherds. And I took my staff beauty and I cut it asunder that I might break my covenant which I have made with my, all my people. So the first covenant was broken. It's even broken today with people because a lot of people don't believe in the gospel. They didn't get it right. Um, it was broken in that day. So the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of the Most High God. Huh. And I said unto them, If you think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price, 30 pieces of silver. That's what Judas did sell him for. Sure. And the Most High said unto me, Cast it unto the potter a goodly price, and I was prized at of them. So we're purchased with a price of his blood. And so that's he redeems you when you're talking about the baptism. This is this is it. He was betrayed for thirty pieces of silver by Judas, who hung himself in the field of blood called Seldomah. And so here we're looking at his death being already prophesied, and now you, we don't believe in the death that he rose from the dead, and now you have power from Mahai to receive the Holy Spirit? This is prophecy. We don't believe in the prophecy to search out salvation diligently. We have no knowledge of the things which he is saying to us for salvation. And he cast them into the potter in the house of the Most High God. Just the silver. They were in the temple. When Judah says, I don't want this. I'm going to get, you know, I, he realized he was he was guilty of what he'd done. I don't want this. And he threw the money at their feet. He went in the field, hung himself. They took that money, purchased a field of blood, and they called it settlement. They called it a field of blood because he died in that field. They purchased it where he died with the 30 pieces of silver. And, yeah, that's, that's what happened. He was one of the 12. He removed himself from the book of life. You can do that, too. Anyone can do that. Anyway, my brother, that's why we're here to love one and to make sure our love is perfected. This is what happens when your love not perfected. All right? We're not to labor for the for the for the we're not to labor for the things that perish it. But labor for the kingdom of the most high God. That's the perfect way to get eternal life. That's his will, the gospel. We we labor for the gospel's sake. Then I cut asunder my other staff, that's that one staff, the house of Israel. The, the ten nations, we've seen Samaria, they replaced them by the Assyrians, cut them out, cast them out of the land. Then I cut us under my other staff, even bands, we had beauty, now we got bands, that I may break the brotherhood with Judah and Israel. Okay? And the Most High said unto me, take you yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. And we know foolish shepherds use instruments they should not use against their own people. To oppress them. Foolish shepherds. Oppress the flock. Oppress the poor. For lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land 
which shall not visit those that be cut off. That's right. Don't visit those that be cut off. He's going to raise up one two, for the poor and don't visit the ones that be cut off. You depart from those who don't have this gospel. Neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that is broken, nor feed that is standing still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. That's what John the Baptist said. He called them vipers, and he just called it out like it was. It was judgment. That's what, bring forth fruits, meet for repentance. It is judgment. All right. Woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and his right eye. So when you have a job and you don't finish the job, whoa, it's a warning. It's judgment. You you know you're sitting on like Jonah. Jonah ran from his job. He was to go to another nation and, and, and do it. He ran from it. He got that's how he got the belly of the well. So this is what he's warning. When anyone, if anyone takes on this role of a shepherd, you feed the flock. He told Peter, feed my flock. Woe to the idle shepherd. You're sitting on your talent. You're not doing nothing with it. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. Sound like, it don't sound like a good thing. Sound like a punishment of woe. Something happened to him. Whatever happened, you want to stay away from it. So, this is not the beauty of the gospel of peace. You see that? That ain't nothing beautiful there. You're gonna see stuff looking. You're gonna see defects in people, All right? Um, yeah, there's signs right there. You know, we look for signs, and they give signs of a shepherd who don't speak according to his his will. All right. All right. Let's take a look at this because now he know he know that uh, we are in a position of receiving. He says, um, this is covenant I'll make with you in those days. We read in Jeremiah. We're going to see this right here. Now, many people are counting covenants from the beginning of uh, Adam. But, you know, as a nation of people, the first covenant was given with Moshe. And so this is what we're talking about here, the first covenant. We never had a covenant as a nation of people until we were in uh, Egypt. He took the people out of Egypt. He made a covenant with us at Mount Sinai over there in Arabia. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Most High, when I make when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Yehuda. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in a day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Because they continued not in my covenant, as I, and I regarded them not, said the Most High. For this covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Most High, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them the Most High God, and they be, shall be with me to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, No, the Most High. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. 
And that time is now. And so a lot of people are being taught by these shepherds here today. And um, they're not relying on being taught by the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of people, he says, um, I never knew you. You workers of iniquity. All things are to be received by the Holy Spirit, not by man. Those that trust in the flesh are cursed. And that's why you see those shepherds that we just seen. That's a curse that was put on him. You have not this covenant. All right? He don't make a covenant with us, but of life and peace. Not of the old. Not of the knowledge of good and evil. Not that covenant. He brings you back to the, trust, the tree, of, uh, tree of life. That's what he brings you back to. Not of any other covenant, but the tree of life. Bring you back to that. It's life and peace here. All right. Wherefore, Yeshua, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering, you would not know, but a body you have prepared for me, Father. That's right. And burnt offerings and sacrifices, we talked about this before. King David talked about this, right? Isaiah talked about this, right? And burnt offerings and sacrifices before sin, you have no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O Father. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, you would have not. Neither have you pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then he said, lo, I come to do your will, O Father. He take away the first that he may establish the second, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Yeshua once and for all. That's it. Now he died. And now because he died, this is how you are being sanctified through that veil which has become his flesh. And that veil which becomes his flesh, we see that's the only way to enter into the Holy Spirit. And we see this. Uh, let's get that veil. We'll come back here. This is 10. We stop here. Okay, let's stop here. We'll come back. Let's go to nine real quick and get this veil. It's important we get this right. Okay, right here. I think it's right here. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. So we see the second. All right. Then to the second. The second. I'm going to start here. All right. Now, when these things. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always to the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of the Most High God. Now, we know the Day of Atonement, the priests do this on every Day of Atonement. They would go into the tabernacle. And they'd do the blood. This is what they would do. The golden censer, the Ark of the Covenant, which was in the temple, the golden pot, hidden manna, and where Aaron's rod butted, all that. The Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a veil there. There's a veil that only the high priest would go behind. You know, this is a worldly sanctuary done in the first covenant. One time, it sprinkled the blood on the veil. One time. That was a sign of what was to come. The law of the shadow of things, good things to come. That was a shadow. So it had to be blood sprinkled on the veil one time. Now, Christ becoming what? High priest of good things to come. A greater, more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands. What should it say? What? Your flesh, your body. Not of this building. Not a, not a building made by hands, right? Neither by the blood of bulls and goats and calves, but by his own blood entered once into the holy place, one time, having obtained eternal redemption for us. 
Now, the blood of bulls and goats, gnashes and heifer and sprinkling unclean, sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, right? All that was done just for the purifying of the flesh, not of the spirit. That's why now we don't do things by carnality, by the flesh and blood, because we know flesh and blood don't inherit the kingdom. How much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to the Father? Purge your conscience. You should not have a remembrance of those things you've done evil. Purge your conscience. How much? From dead works to serve the living Father. That's called repentance. True repentance will allow you not to dwell on those things you've done. You become a what? A new creature created in Christ. And for this cause, he is the mediator of what? A new testament, a new covenant that we see in Jeremiah. He's a, Jeremiah says, I'm going to write these in your minds. We just saw it again in 10, in Hebrews 10. That by means of his death, by the redemption of the transgressions, he redeemed you from sin. That were under the first testament, the first covenant, that they were called, that they might receive the promise of eternal inheritance, given to who? Our father Abraham. Right? For where the testament is, the covenant is, there must also be necessity of the death of a testator. Moshe didn't die for you, but Christ did. His blood. He more perfect, more excellent. For a testator is of force after men are dead, otherwise there is no strength where the testator liveth. So he had to die. It's, in, it's enforced. He lived and fulfilled it. Why can't you? That's what it's a force. Because he lived and he fulfilled it. And then we do the same thing. That's how you be a bride. Whereupon the first covenant was dedicated without blood. Blood of who? Of the one who died for your sins. For Moses, he spoke of every precept of all the people according to the law and took the blood of the calves and the goats and the water and the sprinkled wood and his and sprinkled the book and all the people, saying this is the covenant, the blood of the covenant, which have been joined to you. We see that in, uh, I think it's Exodus 24. We see that there. Right? So we see here, almost all things by the law are purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no more remission. That's why Christ, the baptism, he did the baptism. When he died, you buried with him. Where? In the baptism, by his blood, you are being purchased. You see that? You see it all relates? We don't go through this. We don't know this. We just say, oh, baptism, we have no, no knowledge. We have no consecrated, no knowledge. No, baptism is remission because of the blood. You being buried with him because of the blood, it forever redeem you. Forever. As long as you confess. And you repent, and you don't go. You don't go back to sin. Almost all things, almost all things, almost all things, are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no mission. So that His blood was shed one time, and we see one time is all need to be done. He don't die for you no other time. And one time, He died for the whole world one time. Okay, you get to repent that one time from that thing you did. One time, you get to repent from whatever it is you did that one time. Don't let that be the same thing you did again. Otherwise, you, you, I'm sorry. You're losing, you're, losing yourself. you're losing your salvation. You do that. You get one time repent. Like it was adultery, get that one time repent. Okay, all right, all right. That one time, whatever it is, one time to repent in that thing. Because it's, it's, it's not a good thing. For Christ is not into the holy places made with hands, but the figures of the truth. But into heaven itself, it appeared into the presence of the Most High God for us. That's what this is all about here. All right. Nor yet 
He should offer himself often. No, he should not. The high priest now. One time. Now, every year a man had to do that because it was not by man's blood. And it could not save any man. It was by bulls and bulls and goats, but that blood was sprinkled. All right. As the high priest entered into the holy place every year, the blood of others, for then he must have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now, once, until the end of the world, have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, it's appointed to all men that wants to die after this judgment. It's appointed, but he says some should not taste death. That's the power he got through the Holy Spirit. Now, look at this here. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, right? Then look, look, at this, look at this here. And unto them that look for him, he shall appear, what? A second time without sin unto salvation. That's who he, he coming back for the elect. Second time without salvation. He already came one time. Second time he come for salvation. Give those eternal life, whoever uh, have done his work. So he said he, he give you a reward according to your works. Now, we saw the law having shadow good things to come. That's Christ putting away this right here, abolishing this here. He fulfilled this in his own death. He fulfilled this. And if his death be the baptism, that's how you're buried alive with him to walk as he walked. That's why he did that so we would know that's the beginning of the gospel that you preach into the resurrection of your salvation. When he comes to appear for you the second time, you will be ready. You have the gospel and you're giving it freely to those who are willing to drink freely from the belly that flow with living waters. All right. So he says, I come to do your will, O Father. He take away the first covenant, that means establish the second. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. Sanctified through that. In his word, he said, you eat my flesh, drink my blood. What is the blood? What is the flesh? His word. The gospel. What is the blood? Remission of sins. Forgiveness. Drink. Forgive. Love. Perfect your faith. Your faith is when you eating this word, his flesh. Those are spiritual sacrifices that you have to come to be in his image. We've fallen from his image. We have to walk with the newness of life to be reformed to his image. That is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. And you have to meditate on the gift he's given you. Only you know. Perfect that gift. For by one offering he perfected, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. And we see how we sanctify by the word of truth, by the word of the Father, and by what? By prayer. That's how you sanctify it. That's why we go through this to make sure this walk is perfect and your love is perfect. And your faith is perfect. This is your foundation, your spiritual house, which you're going to take and make that resurrection, that first resurrection. All you got to do is apply it. Apply it, walk in it, believe it, and you will receive it. The Father asks him anything, he will give you need of it. Concerning the kingdom, where the Holy Spirit is also witnessing to us. For after that, 
Remember, these things in heaven, these three in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Who we know is the Word? Yeshua. He said, Lo, I come in the book. It is written of me. Now, the Holy Spirit is witness to us, for us, that this covenant I will make with them after the days I put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. Their sins and iniquities I remember no more. Now, where there is remission is, no more offering for sin. Now, having boldness, enter in the holiness like a priest, the blood of blood of Yeshua, by newing living way. He consecrated us, made us holy, set us apart through his veil. That is to say, his flesh. What is his flesh? Being buried in the baptism. Come on with it. That's why when they received the Holy Spirit, Cornelius, when he received the Holy Spirit, any man forbid him to be baptized, suffer him to go in the water, as we do, and he was baptized. Right? That's the testimony. And having a high priest over what? The house of yeah, the presbytery. The house of the most high God. We're the body. We're going to run from the body? No. Let us draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from a what? Evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. Baptism. Come on with that. Let us hold fast to profession without faith, without wavering. With faith, you need faith. Your profession of faith, you need that. Without wavering. You can't be doubtful. He promised you this. For he is faithful that promise. Let us consider one another to provoke love to good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. You're only going to decrease in faith when you do that. Okay? Confessing your faults with one another so that you are healed. This is your resurrection. This is your resurrection you're talking about. These little things you suffer on earth, they don't mean nothing to what your glory is going to be in the kingdom. I mean nothing. You go through these things, so what? You I mean keep yourselves private, whatever it is. Who cares? Really? You'll see who loves you based on how people treat you. You see who loves you based on how people talk about you. You know, you choose then, okay, who to grow with the faith and who not grow. Okay? But we know if you don't have this word, this gospel, this, this word and how the word is kept, we know who is who. But exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. The day of what? The day of the resurrection, that day when it's going to approach. Okay? We know these things are coming. Okay? We got to get ourselves ready. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's why he said repent. That's the gospel. The beginning of the gospel, repent for the mission of sins. Before I go here, let me take a look at this baptism. Because we have not made the, 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 the it's like a, I think it's a cinnamon. Cinnamon? Cinnamon? Words that mean the same? Okay, what words is? Baptism. Right? Preach repentance. Preach baptism and repentance for the remission of sins, right? You see that two times. Testimony two men is true. Let's get this other one here when he died in the Passover. All right? I'm going to just get remission of sins. I'll I just get that because you're going to see it more than once. And uh, let's, let's make the baptism and the Passover, let's bring them together. Okay? Bring them together. John is baptized for what? Remission of sins. You see that there. Matthew 26, right? This is my blood, the covenant. He had to die for what? The remission of sins. So you see the burial. This is blood. 
Blood and water came out of him. Remember these three that bear witness on earth? Blood, water, and spirit. But water, he gave up the ghost, right? He gave it up. That's it. Blood and water came out. When he took the pierce, they pierced him in the side. Blood and water came out. Then he gave up the ghost. These three, they bear witness on earth. Your body, the temple of the Most High. That's right. You got to get the witness now. These three that bear witness on earth. Baptism starts right here for the mission of sins. Right? Let's make it plain. To give what? Knowledge of salvation to his people. Right? Through the mission of sins. You don't get that no other way. Baptism of repentance. That's right. For the mission of sins. Okay? So he came for the mission of sins. That's why Peter told him, repent. This is the gospel here. Be baptized. He already gave them most of the gospel. Now they say, what will we do? Repent. Mission of sins. Because you are guilty. When you are guilty, that's what you do. Now you don't do it no more. Sin no more. Right? Give all prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believe in him, mission of sins. So we see the baptism. We see the Passover. What? Yeah. All right? The day he died was for the remission of our sins. So we see that is the beginning of us receiving the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, it was three days later. He received power. He, he, he rose from the dead, went up to the Father. But they couldn't receive the Holy Spirit until when? It was four days later. Now, he walked with them for some time. But he said not to leave until you endow with the power from on high. And um, that was when you see in Acts 2, second chapter, and that was, the, that was Pentecost. That was the day of Pentecost. That was an acceptable year. It was a 50-year. It was a jubilee. That's why the, the, the people were free. That's what we see in Isaiah 61, the acceptable year, the year of Jubilee. Isaiah 61. We've seen it before, but we may not have understood what that meant. The acceptable year is Jubilee, Pentecost. Okay? He came in the year, he died in the year of Pentecost. He rose from the dead in the year of Pentecost. Death and resurrection in the year of Pentecost. That's power out there. There's going to be another Pentecost come when it's time for us to receive the resurrection. Um, Jubilees. Jubilees. That's how you're free. You go back here. All right. So here we go. We, we were in Romans 6. That's where we wanted to go. Romans 6. All right. Romans 6. Now you know that so many of us were baptized into who? Yeshua. I mean, I don't know what else. Anybody else come with this? They come with another doctrine. So, what, what is it that people believe in here? I don't understand. What, what do people believe in here? They know there's only one way to the Father. They know the way. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Yeshua and were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him in the baptism into death. Like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk with the newness of life. You don't do those things you used to do. So you're not being led by the Spirit. You don't have the Holy Spirit because he's not teaching you. You're not going to the Father praying what you have need for. i got to be better than what I was. i got to look at Christ. He's the image. If Adam fell, this is the second Adam now. Let's go back here. Let's go back here. Let's understand this thing here. 1 Corinthians 15. He's the second Adam, right? 
You're talking about one who got dominion, power. I don't have dominion power. None of that dominion power went, and that's how they got the grave. That's how unclean spirits, that's how they get power over men now. All right, so now, this is 1 Corinthians 15, right? This is Christ. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how some among you say there is no resurrection in some dead? How some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ be not risen. If Christ be not risen, our preaching is in vain, our faith is in vain. It's upon doing this. Okay? If you ain't talking about the gospel, ain't upon doing this. All right? I don't know what else people are talking about. If you ain't talking about the gospel, ain't upon even doing nothing. This is it. All power is in the gospel from the baptism to the resurrection of the Holy Spirit, which we receive to be able to do signs and wonders in um, bringing people to the kingdom. That's it. That's what we've seen the seventh angel come with. So I don't know what else people going to come with. Ain't nothing else to it. We are found witnesses. What? Otherwise, you found witnesses of false witnesses, most high God. Okay? Just hang it up. Do whatever you want to do. Because we have testified of the Father, He read how He raised up Christ. We testified the resurrection. And there's actually, you can actually do the research and find out that He did raise up from other nations. He did do this. You know, I went to historians and seen some stuff. So do your homework, do your research, just like you guys do on a name. Find out how to say his name, you know. Do that. It's all prudence, all all that. Use your goodwill, right? That's how you prove out all things. I got documentaries on a lot of stuff that did happen in the scriptures. I got documentaries. I got the stuff. Uh, archaeologists. So we do what we can do to prove it. You know, Gentiles they look for the stuff. They digging up all this stuff. They love that stuff. So I love it too when I got proof, right? It makes my faith stronger. So, um, because we have testified that the Father hath raised up Christ, whom he raised up, not raised up. So it be that the dead raised not up. All right, so we're not playing with the dead. I'm not playing with it. People died. They went into hell. All that. I'm not, I'm not playing with that. For if the dead not raise up, if the dead not rise up, because there were many tomb people in the tombs. They did rise up during his resurrection now. People came up out of their graves. Some people missed that, but it was there. Okay, then Christ is not raised. Okay, you don't believe that? They don't rise. Okay, if Christ not be raised, your faith is in vain. Okay, and you're still in your sins. How about that? So a lot of people don't read the New Testament, so they still in their sins. That's why we don't partake with them. Um, then they also which fall asleep in Christ, they're perished. Okay, then also which are because you're saying that those who believe in Christ, they also perish too. Because okay. everything being vain for those who believe in him even before this. In this life, only we have hope in Christ. We are all of them. We're most miserable in this life. Only we have hope in Christ. We are all men most miserable. But now Christ is rise from the dead. He become the what? The first fruits of them that slept. He's the first one. And that's why we want the first resurrection. We want the first one of them that sleep. There's people sleeping right now. They ain't got, nobody got eternal life. Nobody, not yet. Only Christ got, he the first one of them that's who got eternal life. Now, people may have made a lie, they come out of hell, they're in heaven, but no one got eternal life yet. No, there's only one resurrection, the first resurrection that all people get this eternal life. And when he come back the second time. All them from Adam, all them, nobody got eternal life yet. Now, he took them from Sheol, took them from there. They ain't down there, nobody is righteous go down there no more. 
For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. That's right. That Adam was the one. Adam. He, he's the second Adam. And then the man, the, 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 second, the second Adam, is sure he the resurrection of the dead. This man came death, Adam. For if Adam all die, and so Christ shall be all made alive. But every man, in his own order, Christ what? The first fruits. He bring up the first. That's why you want to give your best to the Most High. He gave his best to the Most High. That was your first fruit. He get it, and then after that, we get it at his coming. You see that the second time? You see that? It's perfect, can't it? You can't. You can't. There's no way you can mess up with this word. This word is no private interpretation. It, it always interprets itself. That's why I like to read it in front of people because who got time to keep going up and finding scriptures of people's sake and they're not doing anything? Like, come on with it. Be right. Be honest with yourself, okay? And let's keep everybody on track. We ain't got to go back and do our homework all over again because you got a sloppy foundation. It's not good. All right? Then come at the end. When he shall deliver up the kingdom of the Most High, what? To the Father. That's what it's all about. We on. We on for this. You know? Then come at the end. The end. Then, then, then. The end of what? The tribulation is going to take place on earth. The three and a half years of trouble. He fulfilled three and a half and you, we got to fulfill the other three and a half. That's going to be the end of the 70th week of Daniel that's mentioned so that we can get out of this mortal body into what? A life eternal. He comes after, immediately after tribulation. Right? Tribulation is just three and a half years. So he, the, the, what's going on? They got the vaccines rolled out. See whose name's not written in the book of life? Okay, they're going to just trouble them who love ain't perfect. And we're going to get them, keep them names from being written in the book of life. They know that the the gospel is going to be preaching to the whole earth. But a lot of us, we smart, we spiritual, but a lot of us missed that narrow path. We missed it. We did not see it. Last week was very important about the target market, who we should approach. Because just like business, you got a target market. The people. What you look for in the people. You said about the poor the people. And you judge. We, where we look at the law, statutes, and judgment, it's for the poor. The fathers, the widow, the needy, the poor. Look at them. Judge them. They ain't got nobody to defend them for themselves. So govern them. Bring them to the kingdom. We got the message. I think it's Matthew 22. Maybe it is. He got a parable about sending people in the highways, byways. And people all had all kinds of excuses, right? He would say, hey, come bring them to the wedding, to the feast. And then we go in the law. He says, the stranger, the father, the witty, the needy, these are the people you ought to be bringing to the feast. But we don't understand these things. We have no knowledge who to bring to the feast. We're just bringing people just because, you know, I think I should talk to you. Come on now. It's by spirit. Flesh and blood don't inherit the kingdom. Not even your brother and sister. If they're not for this, I'm sorry. He said, if you can't forsake your mother, your brother, and sister, for my sake, you're not worthy. You have to be about his kingdom. And whoever it is, they're going to be thirsty. They're going to be hungry for it. That's right. All right. So this is right here. He says, every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that they are that after they that are Christ at his coming. He could come one more time. Then when he comes, he's gonna bring the heaven, the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
He's going to bring it. That's why we're praying it, that we do it. And then when we do it, he's going to bring the bride up. We're going to get our change, those called it to the first resurrection, be immortal, and come down and reign on earth for a thousand years. Put all rule and authority under our feet. That death, you put death, we're living to put death out of our existence. Death is no, that's why he says, some shall not taste death. You, I got you on my coming. Don't even worry about that. Just hold fast till I come. Right? You got you to gotta notice. Then come at the end. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom of the Father, the Most High God, okay, the Father, when he have put down all rule, all authority, and power under his foot, right? He must reign, the bride, the husbandman, the Holy One of Israel, Yeshua, till he had put all enemies under his foot. The last enemy destroyed is death. That's why another resurrection, two resurrections. After a thousand years is up, he's going to swallow death from victory because no more flesh and blood will be on earth. Because those who are in flesh and blood during a thousand years, they, at that time, they're going to be tested, tempted a little bit. That's why he's going to let them out on them. Let them. He's going to bound Satan up, bound up some time for a thousand years. Let them out for a little season. Let them tempt some of the people among the saints. Let them tempt them. Whoever he can have, let them have them. And then whoever will come to the Father, bang. They will get the resurrection and no more death and flesh and blood will be on earth. Now the Father is going to dwell with us. We all be together. But it's a beautiful thing to see the Father when Yeshua come to bring us before him. So if we're not serious about that, then we're not loving each other to make sure we're staying in touch with each other to get there to the kingdom. That's what this is all about. You are the body of Yeshua. So we're not doing anything other than what he said. When we falling out for with each other, oh, some crazy stuff. No, it's about faith. You hinder yourself when you don't have the same gospel. And few find it. No, you said few find it. All right. Um, for he had put all things under his feet, right? All things are put under him. It manifests that he is accepted with all which he did put all things under him. Now, when all these things were subdued unto him, shall the Son of Man also himself be subject to him that put all things under him. Okay. Else, what shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? What's the point of you doing this? That's all I ask. What is the gospel? If you don't understand the gospel, what's the point? I mean, you can learn, you can study the scriptures all you want. You still don't receive knowledge of the holy. It's about the gospel. You do it any other way, you don't have this. I always say, it, you preach another Jesus, whatever you're preaching. You preach another, I'm not even going to say Yeshua. You just don't even have him. Okay? So, we're rejoicing in him, and that's, 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 that's what we do. Okay? Now, this was... You know, it's it's just understanding what we get into right here. We got to understand what we're getting into. You bury in him with what the baptism into death, right? Put that behind you. That old way you used to do things. That old mindset. It, no, you got to have the mind of Christ in you. Walk with a newness of life, right? Don't like be so comfortable in yourself. Think about what you're doing wrong. Be mindful of the things you do wrong, especially around other people, so you can grow. 
around each other. That's why he said you be planted together in the likeness of death, right? That's the reason why you are buried in the baptism with your brothers and sisters. That's why he says not to forsake the assembly. You're planted together. You got to grow together. Understand this is likeness of his resurrection. Then the apostles grow, the disciples grow together. They were planted together. He's showing you how to increase together. Confess your thought. You're not doing this. Then how can you serve him? Because knowing this, your old man's crucified when you do this. That the body of sin might be what? Destroyed. And henceforth, we should not serve sin. So let's make sure we don't serve sin. Okay? All right. So he that is dead is free from sin. That's why we don't forsake each other. That's why we confess before each other. And we're growing to know each other. It may not be so easily we confess, but we grow together to do that, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Man, I tell you, I, I did this. I don't feel good about it. I got to do what? And the more times I tell you, I know I tell you because I don't want to have in my conscience that I did this. So I tell you. Every time I tell you, you know that I did it. So that means that, okay, I'm thinking now. Every time I do something, I got to tell you. Because if I don't tell you, then I just hide it. I don't want to be, I'm still in the body of sin if I keep doing it, right? And you got to, like, minister to me, right? How can you minister to me? You don't even know what I do. Because I don't even tell you. I keep it secret. You got to, if you're so serious about putting away this body of sin that it might be destroyed, you confess it. That you may be what? Whole, healed. Right? Yeah. Now, if the dead, if, if we be dead with Christ, right, I'm going to confess it. I don't care what you think. I'm going to get it off me because it stink. All right? Get it off me. All right. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, right? Live with him, right? Because you know I got this off me. I confessed it before my brother, my sister, and you know, you know, I ain't do nothing to them, but I did it. Maybe some way, or I did it to myself, or I did it to my father. Whatever I did, I did it. Okay, I did it, not good. I get it. All right. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Okay, He don't die no more for you. All right. So be careful what you do. Death have no more dominion over Him, like He did Adam. That's why Adam's still not in his body yet. He he perfected he, he perfected forever, right? Them that believe, right? Because he himself walked worthy according to the commandment. He he died and raised righteously, no sin. All right. Now you may have trespassed, but the thing is sin, that willful sin, we don't do that. And for and he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth. He liveth unto the most high God. How about that? Likewise, you are also dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto the most high God through who? Yeshua, our most high. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey the lust thereof. Lust, when it is conceived, it commits sin. So that's the thing we don't want to have in our, in our body. Neither you yield your members to instruments of unrighteousness. Uh, you know, instruments. Instruments can be anything you use for your unrighteous sake, for your lust, for whatever you want. But yield yourselves unto the Most High as those that are alive from the dead. You're alive from the dead, that's the resurrection. You're pure, you're holy. Okay? And your members, your brothers and sisters, 
Your members, members of who? The Most High. I mean, members of Yeshua. He's the head, and we are all members of the body. Your members are the instruments of righteousness. That's what we are due to do. Confess our faults for one another that we may be healed. That's your instrument. Confession is an instrument. Your testimony is an instrument. Your prayers are instruments. Okay? Your worship instrument. Your meditation, your instrument. Your alms, your instrument. Your praise, your instrument. These are instruments of righteousness. These spiritual, this is how you make spiritual sacrifices. All right. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under what? Grace. Hallelujah. Right? Grace. What then? Shall we sin? No. Because we are not under the law, but under grace. Forbid. Let's take a look at his grace here. He said he come by grace and truth. What is his grace? And we're going to see it in the scriptures. But if we just have to look at it, and say, say it's something close to mercy. Say it's something close to mercy. You got grace on your side. You good. Unmerited divine assistance given to what? Humans for the regeneration and sanctification. Virtue of the Most High. Look at that. He want to keep you in virtue. He want to make sure you approve mercy, pardon, privilege, reprove. That's good. It's good. Not by, not by the works of law, but by grace. Okay? You have faith. Okay? See, this is right here. You got to do all the things that people think they got to do. They're crazy. Some people go to some man for that. He said, no, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. You ain't go to a man for nothing. And you ain't got to make nothing for nothing. No, you ain't got to make no ablation and drink no offering and all this stuff. You ain't gotta, I told you I don't require all that stuff. Don't do it. You got people doing this stuff. All right. Um, it's not necessary, please. People making doctrines of men all the time, all day long. Now, let's look at what the word says is grace is all about here. All right? Unmerited faith. Unmerited grace, unmerited faith. So it says, therefore, being justified by faith, right? Being justified by faith, what? How about that? Being justified by faith, we have peace with the Most High God through who? Yeshua. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeshua. We got peace through him, right? We love him. By whom also we have access by faith into grace wherein we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of the Most High God. That's right. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also knowing the tribulation work of patience. We go through things knowing that we being taught by the Holy Spirit and he work of patience in you. Don't think that these fiery trials come on you, these tribulations come on you for nothing. Anybody that suffer, anybody that's going to be his is going to suffer. You're going to go through some things. It worketh patience. Experience and experience hope and hope make him not ashamed because the love of the Most High God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us for... When we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Those without God, they, they don't know nothing. Okay? The sinners, basically. For scarcely for a righteous man one will die, yet peradventure for a good man some will even dare to die. Come on now. He said, 
he died. A good man laid down his life for his friends, right? Experience only brings that to your awareness. And experience is much wisdom. Wisdom has patience. Let patience have her perfect work so that you can glory in tribulations. Now you can praise the Most High when you go through things, right? You can't do that because you ain't got the oil, the oil of God. You, you, don't, you don't have the experience. You don't know nothing. You get mad at everybody. Curse the world for what you go through. Oh, I blame this person for this. Now you were part of decision in that too. How two come together, let's say, be agreed. Yeah, you're somewhat in there. Yeah. Sometimes things happen. Well, karma brings it back. You sow what you reap. You know, some karma went, went down the line. It comes. All right. For until the law was in the world, until the law, sin was in the world, right? Until the law. You don't know what sin is until you read the law. That's why we said the law, statutes, and judgments. Read that in the commandments. The commandments is the authority to have a dominion over you. What are the commandments? Anything he said you should not do. The commandments. So you have people teaching people what commandments are and they're wrong. Why? Because they don't understand that he commands you to do this. He says, uh, you love me, keep my commandments. Oh, where's the commandments? All right? They tell you what you should do. That's dominion over you. You have to read what commandments are. Look up the definition of commandment. Read it. Look up judgment. Read it. Look up statute. Read it. <laughs> Look up precept. Read it. Like, understand the meaning of words before you just take things and say what men say. Because men love their own praise and don't understand what he said in his word, which is true. He come by spirit and truth. That's how you worship him. No other way. So that's how you're going to know what sin is. Understanding what the law is. In the law, the law, statutes, judgments, commandments, you're going to know that. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. You have no knowledge of what sin is because there is no law. Nothing will tell you what it, you did to trespass, what you did to transgress, what you did to violate his law. You, you have no what. And, and, and people can say, oh, there's a spirit of sin. Okay? It manifests them because of the spirit of sin. Well, a sinner is one who willingly commits sin. That's just apparent. Okay? You, that's your profession. You sin. You don't give a damn. You're just going to do what you're going to do. You're a sinner. I don't care if you got spirit or not, you're a sinner. You, you don't have to get deep with it. But you can if you want to. Everybody got, everything got spirit. It says spirit speaking expressly. Even deceive those. Deception is also a spirit. Spirit is sin too. Would it be? If it's not righteous, it is sinner. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a not good thing to deceive people. He said deceivers. I mean, um, do, do deceivers get the kingdom? Right. I mean, you come, you come with a different gospel, you get in the kingdom. Ain't but one gospel. That's all I know. Ain't but one way, narrow and straight. Is that what he say? All right. Narrow and straight. Ain't but one way. That's all I know. You try any other any other way, you a fox robber, whatever you is, you not one of his. He says she know his voice. That's it. Bottom line. All right. So, nevertheless, death reigned to Adam to Moses. We don't read about that, right? Even over them that had not sinned over after the similitude, after the image, similitude of Adam's transgression. Okay? Transgression. 
sin, who is the figure of him that was to come. You see that, Adam? You sure, second Adam? The figure of that was to come. Perfect. He was the figure that was yeah, perfect. He took a rib of Adam because he was perfect in love. Give it to Eve. Perfect. Twain to become one flesh. Perfect. But he was not perfect. Listen, you know, doing when he made himself not, he, he, he fell. Now we got to pick ourselves up and rise. And how are you going to pick yourself up doing it by yourself? You got the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a comfort to help you. But you just got the body of Christ. I'm going to give you his members. Come on with it. Now you're going to kick at each other and knock each other down. You're like crabs in the basket. You ain't getting to the kingdom like that. No way. Because your love ain't, ain't, ain't made perfect. All right. But not as the offense, so as also the free gift. For if through the offense one be, one many be dead, much more the grace of the Father. And the gift, the gift by grace, which is by one man, Yeshua, have abounded unto many. Look at that there. This free gift. It's Holy Spirit. The gift also is of grace. I mean, you, you mean to tell me that I can receive the Holy Spirit like the Father's not going to hide from me because he know I'm messing up. You know, I, I messed up, I confess. Now, yeah, your grace, we're going to see what this grace is all about. This free gift so you can dwell with the Holy Spirit. He don't just cut you out because you mess up a little bit. Man, he forgive you. Well, you know, you don't got baptized. Your walk ain't finished. Now, you cut off if you don't repent. And you keep doing what you know you ought to repent from. Or you done repent and you go back and do it again. After you done repent, he says, sin no more. And you go do it again. I mean, that's just awful. Um, so this free gift. He says, for if through the offense one of one of Adam, many be dead. Because sin, it, it, it passed into all of us. And, and and so that tree of knowledge and good and evil that he ate from, it passed to all of us. Okay. First there was a covenant there was a covenant made um after the order of Melchizedek with Noah um actually after Noah and then from there it was given to Abraham and to his sons that all seed be blessed. But then Moshe had to like take on this covenant that goes back to Adam. I, you guys are a nation now, you can hold this on your own. These guys were few in number. But you guys are bigger number. I gotta put some regulations on you guys for you for you uh take this free gift and get and, and, and like Yeshua gonna teach you the way, but y'all not ready for Yeshua because your minds is not is corrupt from Egypt and is corrupt. So um, it took us like years, many years. It took us to the to way after Christ until now. After Christ, it took us to Christ until we can now get back to the after order the covenant after the order of Melchizedek. So it took us that much time to get back. Uh, to the dispensation of time is what Paul talked about. The mystery of the Most High God was hidden in Christ. That's what we're dealing with here. He's now revealing us this great this gift by grace, and um, how now we walk with the newness of life because He said, "I'm gonna write the laws," and that's what we're talking about. Law, statutes, and judgments. We're gonna put that in your hearts and your mind. Okay, and the, and the Holy Spirit is gonna teach you. He's gonna give you. He's gonna give you the Comforter, teach you in everything you need. All right. But we, he has people along the way that sent to help you get that narrow, straight path. And now you can increase more of the Holy Spirit and get those things you have need of. All right. So this gift 
this free gift here, through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of the Most High God. Much more. Okay? Now, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Yeshua, have about unto many. Many, many, many. He did lay his life down, not for just Israel, but for the whole world. Whole world. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. Not by Adam that sinned, so is the gift. Okay? So, that's how it works. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. So, Adam was judged. It was a certain time. He had to stay in shield until Yeshua come to bring him up out of here. Right? But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. How about that? You're going to make some mistakes in your walk. And as many offenses. You're going to do some things. You're going to break what you... But, but, but you do it one time, certain things, you repent of it, and you move on. You don't mark your mark. You move on. I'm not doing that again. Move on. Many offenses. That's whatever it is. Many offenses. Remember the woman? She committed adultery. Many offenses. Just don't do it no more. Okay? That's that repenting. You go back and do that again. I'm sorry. You won't get it. So, many offenses on the justification. You know, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what people may do. But he's merciful. Merciful. Grace and truth. This is what we live by. Nothing else. You don't need no oblation for that. Many offenses. No oblations covered. And this is the old covenant. We don't do old covenant stuff. We're spiritual. We're not carnal. We have an endless life. Right? Sacrifice offer, I tell you, I don't require them. Why are we still doing that stuff? That just make your heart bleed. How do you find out the right way to do it? All right. I feel it. For if by one man's offense, death reigns by one, much more they receive, they which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life of one. You're sure. Who are you going to serve? The men, the people of, of this world or him? You're sure. He the one give you life. I know no one is. The whole book is written of him. Like him you serve. The gospel because of him. He came and can, he came into the world to give you the gospel. And you're not going to do that? That's what the seventh angel telling you to do. Ezekiel telling you to do it too. I mean, I'll find it when, I'll find it later. But therefore, as by the offense of one judgment, Adam came upon all men to come. That's why Paul says upon the all men to die once. But Yeshua says, some shall not taste death. Even so, by the righteousness of one. Yeshua, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. The free gift, grace, that you may have resurrection life. Through what? The Holy Spirit. This is the gospel here. We have to like put all this on the table because you just can't say, okay, I, I can just wrap it up, give you a summary. But I gotta like go through it, pour it, make sure like you see how the belly of, of living water is actually flowing here. It's gonna come out of you. Everybody's here taking this seriously. It's going to come out of you. So it'd be easy to explain this to anybody. Like people may not understand this 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 gospel here. But it's, it's straight. It's very easy because most people don't. I don't know why they don't teach it, but it's simple, right? This is this is the only way. I don't know what the people are going to teach. There ain't nothing else to teach really. I mean, you can teach all kind of things, but we're talking about. I'm not wasting nobody's time. This is for salvation. We don't play with nobody's time. Playing church with no one. You got to go out there and do some work. You can't sit the pews. You're going to be crazy. You don't sit in the church and you don't do nothing. You just go to every spot and you're just going to hear something. What? Now I'm going to get the salvation, get this right here. Live it, do it, 
increase in the Holy Spirit, go out and do some work, bring some in the fold, get your ministry together, make your love perfect. All the things you said you need for salvation, I challenge all of you. If you have not done it already, prove yourself, prove your faith, present it on the Shabbat, present it. Only way you're going to be able to, you got to go before people and explain yourself. Prove out your salvation. And you got the gospel. Now that you got it plain and straight, you got the gospel. There's other things that you may have need of, but the most important thing, you got the gospel to give to the people. That's what it's important about. That's why Paul says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Most High, beseech you that you walk worthy of your vocation. This is your craft, this is your job, this is your profession. You ain't living by faith, what are you living by? You're just playing games. Don't play with nobody's time. You don't play with, like, nobody, like, an employer, if you're working for someone, even if you're a business owner, that's your, that's your livelihood, how you feed yourself. This is how we get into the kingdom, eternal life. We hunger and thirst for righteousness, like, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. It's giving us increase. Like, you're not getting this if you're not, the Holy Spirit's not giving you anything if you're not working for it. You got to work your salvation with fear and trembling. So you're not working for it. You're just playing games. With all lowliness, humility, meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That's why. If we, How can we practice this without being together? When we come together, we are practicing it. Anytime we call each other up, be on the phone, or just fellowshipping, um, talking about things in the kingdom, or in business, in work, and whatever we do. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, even as you are called, one hope of your calling, one Most High, one faith, one baptism, one Most High God, and the Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all, ain't no other way. But unto every one of us, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Christ, if he be in you, what is the gift that he has mercy on you to pardon you from whatever you're doing or to increase you in the Holy Spirit? What is the measure that he, you need it? Because you're not doing the work. Why you need it? You're not asking. You're not doing anything. You're not going to preach the gospel. What, what are you going to increase in? You're just going to study, 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 until you can't study, until you just, okay, i got to become an open book to people? Like, that's not the kingdom. Okay? All right? Uh, it's rejoicing in the Holy Spirit, knowing that you can't rejoice if people ain't getting no salvation. My goodness. What do you want to rejoice for? Don't the angels rejoice in heaven? That's how you want to rejoice. Uh, let me find, I'll go to that next. How about the angels rejoicing? If you don't know how the angels rejoice because you're not bring, because we're not bringing people to the kingdom. And I feel good when I did good to other people. That's my profession. To make sure people are not confused and I did good because they now in the kingdom and they walk in straight in righteousness. It makes me feel good. So I don't know, you know, what else we're going to do. Bring people to the kingdom. That's the Father's will. You do it through the gospel. No other way. Right. But every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of gifts of Christ. Right? Whatever you have need of. That's your measure. Some get more, some get less. Based on what you go to for. What are you doing? Wherefore, same thing you work a job, some take on more responsibility than others. To what you're given, you know, that's how it is. Wherefore, he says, 
He that sent upon high led captivity captive, right? And gave gifts unto men. Alright? That's Yeshua. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? Look at that. He had to go down to the earth, the heart of the earth, to get all those who were in the earth, bring them up out, baptize them, bring them up. He descended. He that descended is the same also that ascended up above, far above the heavens, that he might fulfill all things. He had to take away the sins of the whole world, right? Where else could it go? Up to heaven. And he gave some apostles, some some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers, perfecting of the saints by the Holy Spirit for the work of the ministry. Everyone, if you're a saint and you got a ministry, don't think that you got to be ordained by man or something like that. No, by the Holy Spirit, you got ministry. You got to do the work. For the edifying of the body of Christ, we're members together in the same body. We got work to do. We got to encourage each other, edify each other. Everybody's got a different position. Whatever you are, that's what you do. You don't need to be called this by name. Um, some have their titles, whatever they want, whatever they do. But whatever work you do, that's your profession. Come on with it. All right. Till we all come in unity of the faith, you know, some of us are not, but we do this until we all come in unity. We got unity. He says, what beautiful thing is it for brothers to dwell in unity? You know, we, we got unity, we in love. You got love, you're perfect. Because ain't got no fear. And of the knowledge of the Most High, of, of Yeshua, the Son of the Most High, unto a perfect man. You love, you're perfect. And until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that's what it is for us. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carry about every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. That's what happens. People lie and wait to see on people's face. Don't let nobody take your face. Don't let nobody take your crown. But speak in the truth and love that you may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Christ the head. Call no man, rabbi, ruler, whatever. Christ the head. Who are we? You only see ourselves trying to be ahead of someone else. Come on. Only a man is head of woman. And so who are we to put ourselves above one another? Who are we? That's foolish. Shouldn't do that. It's not right. For whom the whole body fitted, joined together, and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working of the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, testify in the Most High that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their own mind. They puffing themselves up thinking to be something. Who cares about how much knowledge you know? It doesn't matter. Having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of the Most High through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You know, we're, we're not here to cause people any hurt or pain, or suffering, or put ourselves up to be better than others. Not here for that. Who being the past, who being past feeling, having been given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness and greediness, have not so learned Christ, we're in the flesh, we're not to be in the flesh, is so that you have heard of him, that you've been taught of him, that's the truth, and you should. 
Then he put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on a new man, which is after the Most High God is created in righteousness and truth and holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking truth every man with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. And we're confessing our fault. Say, hey, I'm sorry what I did. I No, we're not going to do that. Okay? We got work to do to be the body. How can we be the body? And, and how do we... How can we not come together and be the body and then try to go out to people? People are like, where you worship? What do you do? Well, this is my brother and my sister right here. If I can't get to you, they can. Right? Two or more witnesses, right? We go among the people. We ought to be going together. I mean, you're not doing this walk by yourself. Salvation is not alone. Be angry. Sin not. Let not sun go down upon your own wrath. Upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. He's seeking who he can devour. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather him labor. This is a profession, your vocation. Let him labor, working with his hands, the thing that which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but let the word of the Most High come out of your mouth. But that which is good to use for edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, because when we do that, it depart, right? Greet not the Holy Spirit of the Most High, God. Whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. How about that? That's why we keep the feast, the salvation plan for us to enter into the kingdom. Greet not the Holy Spirit. Understand this. You're sealed unto the day of redemption. Once you have it, he don't take it back. Now, unless you... Do something he asks you not to do. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And you do that same thing with repentance. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You don't repent it and you go back and do it again. Come on now. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You don't know the truth. Do it anyway. It's not right. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you. We don't speak about other people and what they do. Okay, we, don't, we don't slander people. We don't gossip, tell, bear, we don't do none of that stuff. It's childish. It's about being... Uh, mature. How can a saint be not mature? But to one another, be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as a father, for Yeshua's sake, for His sake, forgiving you. Now remember, the Father He first loved us. That's so important. He first loved us, and we want the testimony because testimony Yeshua is spirit of prophecy. Without that. We don't have nothing. This gospel is really about us going out, doing the word. But we also have to not be disobedient in his, what he said. Now, the end of the commandment is charity. Now, you got love, all right. But what about this charity? Charity is towards other people, not just for ourselves. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, out of a good conscience, of faith, not doing that out of obligation, though. I know I got to do something for other people. I don't just go do it. No, it's out of a good heart, a good conscience. You got a good conscience, good heart towards people. You're going to do it because you want to see other people happy, not because you know what the Father says. Now, you can go to 1 Corinthians 13 says, yeah, you, you can do all that. You can have your body burn for good works and give alms and give alms. You're still not getting the kingdom. You know your heart. Don't do nothing. It ain't in your heart to do it. Don't do it. You ain't ready yet. You ain't been humbled yet. You don't, you don't realize. Go get broken down and poor. 
sometimes people need to do that to say, yeah, I'm going to give to the poor because I've been there before. I can relate now. So that's why he says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom. You ain't been there yet. So until we get there, then we appreciate the thing and say, yeah, I'm going to make sure I do this because I never want to do that, go through that again. All right. Um, from which some having swerved have turned aside to vain, unto vain jangling. Right? They ain't doing the same thing they ought to be doing. Vain jangling. They just, they're doing something. Desiring to be teachers of the law. That's what they're doing. Vain jangling. This is what we call vain jangling. If you haven't heard this word before, take note of it. A lot of people today, they're doing vain jangling. They want to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor whereof the, where they affirm. Okay? They don't confirm these things. Okay? They just take what they think and they try to do stuff they should be doing. But we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly, for the sinner, for the sinners, the ungodly and the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for the murderers, of fathers, murders of mothers, manslayers, whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, men still as liars, perjure persons, if there be any such other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Right? According to the glorious gospel of the blessed most high God, which was committed to my trust, and I think Yeshua, our Savior, who have enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So we all have to make foolproof our ministry. We all have to do that. Start with your faith. Make it foolproof. I charge everyone to do that. Who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, an injurious, injurious, but I have turned mercy. He's saying that he was one. He was all these things. Okay? It's Paul. Okay? He got mercy because I did it, what? Ignorantly. In unbelief. Alright? That's why he did those things. Crucified the church. And in the grace of our Savior was exceedingly abundant with faith and love. Which is in who? Yeshua. You gonna preach anything? How would you preach right there? Man, you, you gotta build up your faith. You gotta build up your love. Your love includes a lot of things such as charity, mercy, grace, all that stuff. You, know, you gotta build that up. You gotta know what this is. These are components of love and um, your faith yeah, now all the stuff got to be built up. We root it and built up in him. That's what we got to do. Making it the most holy faith. Right? We sanctify it with the word and with prayer. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Yeshua is came into the world to say who? The sinners of whom I am chief. He was chief. Definitely he was. He knew the things about the law. So he said he did things against the law because of unbelief. He didn't believe it. Okay. He knew it. He was trained by one of the experts of the law, but he did it against it because he had an unbelief. How be it, it's kind of dangerous. You know it that well and you do it. You do everything <laughs> that you know wrong, that you know right is wrong <laughs> just because of unbelief, <laughs> but it's kind of ignorant. Oh, my goodness. How be it for this cause I turn mercy that in me first, Yeshua, might shew forth the long suffering. And for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise, most high God, be honor and glory forever. Hallelujah. So we see here, 
Whatever he is, that we become. He says, you, the holy nation, kings and priests. And we say he promised eternal life. And we see also, immortality is what will be given. Definitely. Definitely. It's one way to the Father. One way. He gave us his son by love. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise. Now, he promised Abraham and to all his seed that we might be sure to all his seed, not to only that it was just of the law, okay, natural branch of Israel was by the law, but also to that which is of faith, that it may come to all the Gentiles through Abraham, who is father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him who have believed, even the Most High God, who have quickened the dead, calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's right. That's right. You got This is a hope. This hope, by faith, you know these things are going to come. He's going to quicken the dead. He's going to make them alive, like we're talking about King David. Now, King David's given the covenant of everlasting life, but not just the covenant of everlasting life, but he's going to be on the throne of Israel. He'll be king. He'll be our king. All right? So if we know this, then we ought to look at those things he talked about. Because otherwise, whatever you don't know, he will be teaching you. Who against all hope, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old. Yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of his wife's womb, Sarah. He was given, he was, he was promised, he was promised that he had a seed, a child, and that all nations would be blessed through his seed. He staggered not at the promise. He didn't like, not in unbelief, not at all. Now, Paul had unbelief, but not Abraham, no. Not at the promise that was of the Father, the Most High God, through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving the glory to the Most High God, and being fully persuaded that which he, what he had promised, he was able to what? Perform. That's what we're talking about. Now we got to be able to perform this. Now, mind you, he was given the covenant after the order of Melchizedek. He was given that covenant. And he just had himself. I'm sure he had a household of faith that was also with him. But they did. He, he commanded his house. And they did. They believed too. But he did not stagger. Not at the promise. He was strong in faith. That's what's being required of us. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And you all, we all got to know this. Can you perform what these words that we're reading are saying? Can you perform it? And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for ours also, for us also, to whom it shall be imputed. 
if we believe on him that raised up Yeshua, our Savior, from the dead. That's right. It's your righteousness. Okay? This, this is about your faith being strong, not being wavered, not being doubtful, not being unbelief, like we saw, not, not, not doing against what his word says to be renewed again. You, were, you know, he gave you, you have the Holy Spirit, and you know you were enlightened by it. You don't go back and do those things in unbelief. No, strong. Who was delivered for our offenses, for our offenses, he was delivered. For our offenses and was raised again for our justification. How about that? For our offenses and raised for our justification. So he made us whole in order to justify us. He was raised for our justification. So that's what the resurrection, the power of the resurrection gives you that. And so we see here, for as many are as of the works of the law are under the curse. Anytime we're doing those things that are under the works of the law, they're as a curse. For it is written, curses everyone that continues, not in the things that are written in the book of the law, to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in sight of the Most High God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. For the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Now Christ, he redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is the very one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Yeshua, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through the faith. Now, brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or add unto it. This is the covenant made. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He saith unto his seeds, as of many, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we see, but as of one, and to your seed, which is Christ. That's the promise he made unto Abraham. And this I say, that the covenant which was that was conformed before the Most High God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is of no more promise. But the Most High God gave it to Abraham by promise. So we see this covenant that he made with him was by promise. And that's how we have the promise of Yeshua coming to us so that our seed can enter into the land. It's not over with. This salvation plan is not over with. And through Christ, all nations are coming to the land. That's that promise he made with Abraham by promise, not by the works of the law. So if people are doing things by the works of the law, it is wrong. So dead wrong. Everything is by promise, which is by faith. Because Abraham was strong in faith. He was strong in faith. That's why everything is by faith. He was before he was circumcision, before he was received the commandment, before he received the covenant, he was doing things by faith. So he's the father of the uncircumcision and the father of the circumcision. Because everything is of faith. And that's how the promise was made to him for us to even come back to the land to receive the resurrection through the power of Christ. That's how it works. Now we see here that After this, he says that the covenant was confirmed 
of the Most High in Christ, we've seen that 430 years. We see the inheritance be of the law. If it be of the law, it is no more promise. And he gave it to him by promise. We see that. But he says, wherefore then serveth the law? Wherefore then do we serve the law? But no. What, what, wherefore then do we serve the law? The law was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is one, is not a mediator of one, but of the Most High God is one. So a mediator had to come from the Father, and the Father gave us, and that's when the time should come, that no more we do those things. Is the law against the promise of the Most High God? Forbid, he forbid. For if there had been a law given that could have given life, the law cannot give you life. The power of an endless life comes from Christ through the power of his resurrection. He got up in his blood through the baptism. That's why that's the gospel. Without understanding the gospel, we understand the power of the endless life that's given you righteousness. You see how it's we have to go through all this so we can actually see how it doesn't make sense to do it any other way. This is the gospel. Is the law then against the promises of the Most High God? The Most High He forbid. For if there had been given a law that which could have given life, the law cannot give you life. Why are we, we doing things by the law? Verily righteousness should have the verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture have concluded all are under sin. That the promise of the faith, promised by faith, promised by faith of Yeshua might be given to them that believe. He made the promise with Abraham and his seed be blessed. That's the same promise he's giving to all of us today. How about that? It's simple. He's giving to you through Yeshua, which is the gospel of your soul. Salvation. Your soul. Salvation of your soul. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, we're talking about the first covenant, the first covenant, when Moses had made with the children of Israel, Mount Sinai in Arabia, we're talking about that first covenant there. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Okay, something teaching you for something later. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all children of the Most High God by faith in Yeshua. For as many of you have been baptized into Yeshua, have put on Christ. How about that? I don't know what to tell you. You, you then in it or not. The gospel is what we've been saying all along. All this, if you look at this, is all about the gospel of peace. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're just scratching the surface. I think we we put some we put some things into perspective, but I think we went beyond the surface a little bit. We're almost done here, but we really need to go beyond of how you read and interpret the scriptures. When you look at the New Testament, this is the gospel here, not just these four books. Now, let's go back to Acts 2. When, a point, when he said to them not to leave Jerusalem until they be in when he being dealt with the power from on high. All right. Now, if you've not seen that before, let's go there first. We'll come back here. 
Let's go to Acts 1. All right. Now, he says right here, there was a treaty with Theophilus, he's like a governor, of all that Yeshua began to preach. There's a treaty made with who? Um, you're going to see, um, I believe this was, it's been a while since I've read this right here, but we see someone who's writing this, one of the disciples. Um, I can't, it can, it'll come to me later who wrote this, but I knew who wrote this, all right? So certain books, certain things were written by certain people, but someone made a treaty with Theophilus, he was the governor, and he wanted to know all the things that began with Yeshua, okay? He said, this is the gospel now. People want to know about the gospel. You got even people of the other nations. You see how important this is? We don't look at the important words that we read. We have no understanding of what we're reading. Until the day in which he was taken up. Until the day. You see that? Why is it so important here? My goodness. We just sometimes we skip over things. We miss them. You read the whole book, it don't even make sense. All right? So we read with intent to find out things. And how can you find out unless you go to one that's sent? That's how it works. All right. Until the day in which he was taken up after that through the Holy Spirit have given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Okay? Important. Instruction given to them. Through the Holy Spirit. All right? To whom he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proof. There's a resurrection. He was alive, walking around 40 days. Seen in them 40 days, speaking of things pertaining to what? The kingdom of the, the Most High God. The gospel. Okay? And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait until the promise of the Father, which he says, have heard of me. Look at the promise of the Father. It's the gospel. I just wasn't even part of it, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's how it is. It's just all over the book here. I mean, this is evident here. I mean, I can read, read, read. You'll see it. He keeps saying the same thing. For John, for John, as the gospel began at John, John the Baptist. And you go back to Isaiah, tell you the one who cried out in the wilderness. That's the beginning of the gospel. John truly baptized with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days hence. All right? Whence, therefore, were come together, they asked of him, saying, uh, will you at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And this is Yeshua. He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And you be witnesses, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth. How about that? And when he had spoken these things, they were beheld, and he was taken up. And a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, and they went up, and behold, two men stood upon them, stood by them with white apparel, in which they said, You men of Galilee, why you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Yeshua, which is taken up from you into heaven, so shall in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. He shall come. Just like that. This is, a, this is the gospel here. This is the gospel exactly what we're talking about of the resurrection. And so now, let's go back here. 
And so we have to look at the things that how they were endowed with power on from high. But he told them not to leave Jerusalem until you get this. All right. So let's look at this here. I thought it was excellent. But anyway, let me see here. Okay. So anyway, we'll go back where we were in Acts 2 and start there. At least we know they were not to leave Jerusalem until they received the Holy Spirit. Now, let's take a look at this. Now, the year of Pentecost, also we have a feast of Pentecost. And we say year, year of Pentecost is saying things that you believe. That's all it is. Fifty years is taking place. We see that these seven weeks are taking place, these seven weeks, and then a day after the week makes it 50 days. So the day of Pentecost. When it was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house as they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men. The second time you've seen that word there. Devout men out of every nation under heaven. And every nation has a different tongue, so don't think it's strange when people speak with different tongues. All right, now, devout men. You want that to be key in your life because we've seen devout men receive the Holy Spirit. That's a sign there. You just take these words, make sure whatever you do is devout. This is good. This is good. We'll look it up another, we're going to look this up again. We saw this word before with Cornelius. We've seen this again with the people receiving the Holy Spirit. You want it? You want? Yeah, this is important here. So you committed, devoted to what? This religious, this faith, your duties, whether it be given. We've seen that this man, he was giving alms and he was making his prayers continually, set times. He's devoted to the Most High. Expressing, and he didn't know anything about the Most High. He was doing, he had all his house in order, doing the works of the Father. That's what he's doing. He's expressing piety, but this spur, the way he go about doing things is sincere from the heart. He's not doing things as people who know a lot, but they don't live it from their heart. Okay? You're doing it from a warm place in your heart, sincere. You're doing it because of love. Okay? You have passion for what you're going for Doing because this is your devo this is your devotion this is your profession you're going after this it's the right thing to do okay but you're passionate about what you do okay these were devout men and this is a sign that yes you'll be endowed with the power from high Holy Spirit because we see this word more than once about people receiving the Holy Spirit take it as a sign it is good all right now later on we're going to get to Peter because Peter um, he's dealing with when people find out that hey, these, they, they, they find out that these people no, Peter's not drunk. These people receive the Holy Spirit. Something's going on. They're like, what's going on? So Peter starts to break it down and tell them what's going on. All right, it says here, and it shall come to pass in those last days, says the Most High. Okay, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. 
Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. If he's not going to teach you, then who will? When we didn't read what he says, I'll put these laws, I'll put these, uh, I'll put these, I'm put the laws in your hearts and in your minds. Okay. Now, when he pour out his spirit, he, we saw that you're going to meditate, perfect your craft, whatever spiritual gift he's going to give you, perfect it, do it, live in it, breathe it, take it on, and go do the works for the people. All right, everybody got a different gift. And we now have to perfect and work on our gift, our craft. That's why we are the body. We all have different gifts. Some are, everybody's different. We're not to knock each other with our gifts. We're out to praise them with our gifts. So let us start utilizing our gifts and going before him on Shabbat or any other time we're together and use our gifts. So he says here, and all my servants and my handmaidens, I pour out in those days, my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, vapor, or smoke. Now, when we see the prophecy, we're going to go into the prophecy a little bit. We'll see about this. The sun's going to be turning what? Darkness. That's a sign. And then the moon's going to, not, it's going to turn to blood. And when is it going to happen? Before the great day, the notable day of Yeshua, when he come in the clouds. The second time we come, that's the gospel. He's coming again. Like, at the, immediately at the end of the tribulation, immediately after the tribulation, you're going to see the Son of Man coming with great glory up in the clouds and the angels are waiting to gather the, gather the elect. Like, you're not going to do this, really? You're going to wait till that come, time come? And he says, the ten virgins, five had all, five didn't. The, what, the ones that didn't, they were not ready. So a lot of people are not going to be ready, and they're going to be mourning and crying. Because why? They're not going to be gathered together with the elect. They're, not, they're going to wait. Like, either they're going to wait or they're going to be destroyed. They're going to wait a thousand years to get it done, or they're going to have to, like, uh, you know, just get this wrath. That's all it's going to be about. You're going to separate the goats from the lamb, the goats from the sheep. You're going to separate them. He says, let the wheat and, let the, wheat and the tares grow together. Well, you're going to separate them when you come. How are you doing? Here's how you going to do it. And when it shall come to pass, whosoever shall call on the name of the Most High shall be saved. And we know his name. And you sure ain't know the name. Now you go search that out and find out what that is. All right. Now you men of Israel, hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth, a man approved of the Most High God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs which the Most High God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves as know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of the Most High God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. That's right. You slain him. You did. He did what you did. Okay? All you people in Jerusalem, did what you did. Okay? So, remember, the gospel is about what? Repentance. For the mission of sins. How can people repent and they don't feel guilty? You got to be bold like a lion. When you got the Holy Spirit, you bold. So don't think that this is the gospel of... The gospel of peace is beautiful. Then they don't receive it. But if people don't receive it, I mean, you're telling the truth the way it is. It's what it is. 
right? But without repentance, I'm sorry, because if you did wrong, you don't have no guilt about doing wrong, you ain't getting the Holy Spirit. And not getting it. It ain't going to be. That's how it is. Uh, he loved those that love him. Keep his commandments. His commandments are not grievous, and they help us to confess. And before we know him, he says, repent. So repent. Before you repent, before you say sorry, most likely you're going to confess. It's one of the right thing to do. You know, we have sinned, and he says, unto many offenses, you're justified. So go ahead and confess. I'm sorry. I made a mess of this. I'm going to stop that. I'm not going to do it again. Okay? Done. I made an offense. Big time. I made an offense. I made a mess of my life. I did something I was not supposed to do, and I did it. Forgive me. I'm not going to do that again. All right. You're done. Many offenses, no matter what it is. Many offenses. You ain't got to do this. You got to live like this the rest of your life. No. It's an offense. Put it away. Don't do it anymore. You ain't got to live like this in shame. You ain't got to live according to bondage. You ain't got to live like by nobody's. Your faith is your faith. That's how you live. The just shall live by faith. That's it. Ain't no other way you can live. All right. Because he's going he gonna to judge you based on your faith. Everything going to judge you by. All right. Everything you do, everything you say, he's going to judge you by. That's how he works. All of us. Whom the Father have raised up. Okay. You sure? Having loosed the pains of death, because he went down to the heart of the hell, the lower parts of the earth, he went down in there. We read that. He went all the way down up in there. He had to get the keys of the kingdom. He had to get that, bring that back, that we have eternal life. He had to get that back. Because he took that from Adam. Adam had life. It wasn't no death in Adam. That's why he came to the second Adam, get the keys of the kingdom back from him, and said, Peter, here, you got the keys, you got, you got, you got this power. Okay? All right, um, who knows how God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For King David, that we speak of concerning him, for I foresaw Yeshua always before my face, the Most High, always before my face, he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. He's on my right hand, okay? Therefore, my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad, moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. He said this. He got hope. This is before Yeshua even 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 died, way before he came in the flesh, that is. He's almighty. Before he even came in the flesh, he's almighty. That's what they call Yahweh. Yahweh, what we see in the old covenant. That who is his, this one who came, brought them out of Egypt, the same one who was talking to Abraham. The same one who made man in his image, the one who created all things, Yahweh. Now we know him as Yeshua. So here we go. Because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Yes. This is what they This is written. This is already written in the song. You have made known to me the ways of life. The Holy Spirit teaching him. Just like he got to teach us too. You shall make me full of joy with your countenance. The anointed, those who are anointed, he says, touch not my anointing, that's the Holy Spirit. Men and brethren, let me freely speak. But just because you have the Holy Spirit don't mean that you can't be like Saul. Get yourself cut off. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you 
of the patriarch King David. He is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us to this day. This is Peter talking to the Jews, to our people. Judah, 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 Judah. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that the Most High God had sworn with him and owed to him that by the fruit of his loins, according to his flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He swore this to King David. That's right. Yeah, we can see this all throughout the prophet. He's seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. That's right. So physically, not. And he did not stay in hell. Two parts. His soul, not. And his body, not. His body did not corrupt. His body did not decay like Lazarus. And his soul did not stay in hell. He came up with a new life. And that's what he wanted to come up. That's why we buried with him in the baptism. Can't get around that. All right. This Yeshua hath the Father raised up. Wherefore, we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of the Father, exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, have he shed this, which we now see in here. For King David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said himself, the Most High said unto my Savior, the Most High said unto my Almighty, and we're just looking at, hey, he says, Does it, is, it, is it not robbery to be equal with the Most High? So he also is Most High. The Most High said unto my Most High, they both are Most High, is it not robbery? Before he was made in the flesh, he was already Most High, he was already Almighty. Sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. This is Yeshua's. Yeah, the Father said to him, before he became a son, sit, sit on my right hand. Because now he knew he had to go and, and, and become humble, become high priest over all creation. The author of creation now has to become high priest of the creation because man cannot fulfill this role. Mankind, now he became an image of man, but we're talking about man, the second Adam, the one who's made by the Father. The one that was made by the Father had to come and save us. Because the first Adam, the first man made by the Father could not save us. So one made by the Father, that's why he is the Father, because now if you look at him having a father, the father have chromosome count. There's 27. And so when you look at the blood, you have, some, I think it's 27 or 23. It's a number. It's 23, I think it is. It's 23. 23 from the, from the man in the Y chromosome, and then uh, from the X is 23 on, on that chromosome too. So it gives you 46. And so I have evidence about that. Evidence about the blood being taken. And that evidence shows you how they said, "Whose God is who? Whose father? You know, like whose blood is this? Like there is no chromosome count for him on the man's side in the blood that was taken off the Ark of the Covenant found in Jerusalem. It was just only the female blood, the female count of the chromosome. It's very interesting. So the Gentiles they do seek out these things, and I just hey, I appreciate this." It gives me more understanding of things. I mean, the thing about fasting, you don't know. 
but then you have the science behind fasting. You're like, whoa, I appreciate that. I'm going to do that. It makes you increase in faith. Having knowledge increases faith. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that the Most High God have made the same Yeshua whom you have crucified. We're giving them knowledge of salvation. This is what we're doing here, knowledge of salvation. Whom you have crucified, knowledge of salvation help people confess. If you're not giving people non-salvation, they will not confess. You're just trying to give people doctrines, not no good. Okay? It's about us becoming one body of Christ. Okay? So, the one whom you crucified, he made him both what? The Most High and Christ, Messiah, Messiah or Savior sent to the whole world. Okay? He made them both. Okay? So, in John 17, he says, Return to me the glory that I had before the world began. All things were created by him. It was not anything made but by him. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. They couldn't believe it. Now, Peter and the rest of the apostles and men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, what did he say? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like that. This is the gospel. This is it. For the promise is unto you. And to your children. The promise of Abraham. And to all that are far off. As many as the Most High. Our Almighty shall call. And with other words. Did he testify and exhort. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they gladly received his word and were baptized. And the same day, there were added to them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They stayed with them for some time, breaking bread with them and in prayer. They had to build up their faith. You just can't give someone salvation and not only build up their faith. Break bread with them, get to know them, increase with them, help them in the prayers. So now, okay, when you part, they at least have something to go off of and the spirit to do. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. This is the gospel. And all that believed were together had all things in common. How about that? When all people believed, said, we got the common faith. This is what this is all about. We're going to make things simple. This is what we're going to do to make things simple. They sold their possessions and their goods, parted them to all men, and every man had need. They gave it to the poor. Okay? And some of them continually, daily, with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. And, you know, they're breaking bread from house to house. Some of them getting to know each other and say, hey, let's just do this thing together. And they did eat their meat with gladness, singleness of heart, praising the Most High God, and having favor with all the people. It's all about a good report. It's about living in honor. And the Most High added to the church daily such as should be saved. How about that? The gospel is about salvation. Nothing else. Now we've seen earlier about the people who are receiving the Spirit from on high. He said, I'm going to pour out my Spirit upon your sons, your daughters, your maiden, your handmaiden, 
your old men, all people. But that that dreadful day, that terrible day, when it comes, do you know what it's going to be like? So when we keep the feast, the feast remind us to blow up the trumpet. Blow the trumpet of Zion. We know there's going to be a remnant, remnant of Zion. And sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Most High come. That's the second time Yeshua coming. We don't know the prophets. We don't understand what this means. We know the moon's going to turn red and the sun's going to turn. And when it's going to come, that's the sign we're going to see at the end. When it's all going to be finished. And a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, as morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong have not been ever like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. They're going to come and wipe out Babylon. This is not going to be it. You just don't want to be around this time. A fear, a fire devoureth before them. And yeah, they set all kinds of things on fire. That's why this place is going to be a wasteland. Babylon's going to be a wasteland. It's going to be destroyed. And behind them a flame burneth. Land is as garden of Eden before them. And behind them a desolate wilderness. That's right. Everything is going to be destroyed. And yea, nothing shall escape them. Nothing going to escape them. Good written. Good, good. Yeah, people say, good Lord. Okay, my goodness. Yeah. All right, so it's going to be an earthquake before them. Okay? It's going to be an earthquake. When he comes, it's going to be an earthquake. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and moon shall be dark. The, sun, the stars shall withdraw their shining like a third of them are going to fall out of heaven. They're not, they're going to, he's not going to need, need them no more. Because when he comes, all righteous come. So he's going to put all things under his foot. Whoever's reigning, the principalities of this world is reigning, that's why they're falling out the stars. They're falling out. you got principalities up in the heavens. you got principalities on the earth, principalities in the waters. He's putting them down under his feet. He's he knocking, he knocking them out the box. He's putting all things under his rule, under his authority. That's what's happening. He shall utter his voice. Before the army, you're going to hear that seventh angel that seventh angel roar like a lion. For his camp is very great. That's his voice right there. And he is strong. That executeth the word. For the day of the Most High is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? Therefore, also now. That's why the gospel of peace is beautiful for those that preach it. That's our work. You ain't got no other work. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what else you're going to do. Said the Most High, turn you even to me with all your heart, with fasting, and weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Turn unto the Most High, your most, the Most High Almighty, your, your Almighty. He's your Almighty power, right? You get power from him. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. He will stop doing you evil, and you stop doing evil. That's why he said repent. You stop, I stop. You don't stop, I continue to bring you evil. Who knows if he will return and repent? Who knows? Who knows? Okay? And leave a blessing behind him and a meat offering and drink offering unto the Most High. We know we see this at the at the uh, Passover. And the Passover would be like the baptism for remission of sin. Then also, Dev Atonement, he'd make atonement for you. Why not then? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call the solemn assembly, gather the people. That's why we're not to forsake the assembly. Sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breast, these babies, let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber and the bride come out of her closet. Come out of the closet, wake up, give the light to the people. Come on with it. 
what you've got to do here. Now let's take a look here. What that time look like? What that time look like? Let's take a look at it. The kingdom is without meat and drink. It was joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what it's all about. All right. Uh, for many shall come in my name deceiving many, saying, I am the Christ. That's what they shall do. All right. Now, there's a lot of stuff between 5 and 28, but we're going to cover this and then get between 5 and 28. For wheresoever the carcass is, these are going to be gathered. A lot of people are going to die in the tribulation. You're going to, you're going to see a lot of eagles, or we call them prey birds, devouring carcasses. Immediately after the tribulation, those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Because the Son of Man, he's going to be up in the clouds. When he comes, he put all rule, all authority under his foot. He's knocking them out the box. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his holy angels with a great sound of a trumpet. We've seen the last one. We've seen the last one, the seven trumpets. We've seen what he said. And they shall gather together the elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. How about that? Now, let's look at what it takes to be the elect. We're going to look at between 5 and 28. Let's take a look at that. All right. 6 to 27. Let's take a look at that. We'll skip between there. All right. So there's going to be all this stuff happening. Rumors, wars, nations against nations, all that. Nations are going to come against Babylon, all that stuff. All right, you're going to go through some of these things here. Many false prophets are going to rise. Love of many shall wax cold because iniquity is working. That's why he says, you never knew me, get away from me. You never knew me. You ain't operating in the gospel. So you don't, you don't even know me. Okay? You don't even know what I'm, what I'm all about. Okay? So that's how that works. But... He that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. The gospel of the kingdom. Look at that there. I mean, it's all over the book. We just skip it, don't we? You can't skip this no more. This is your craft. This is your profession. You got to be master, expert at this thing. It's real simple, too. The gospel of the kingdom is preaching to the, uh, all the world. Ain't nothing else going to be preached but the gospel. That's it. For a witness unto all nations, even Christians know that. I don't know if they really perfected it, but I do know they know that. The gospel, now, they may not give you everything concerning the gospel, but you can get it good. I'm not saying everything they do is wrong. But, hey, I do they know, I know they know about the gospel. They're always talking about the gospel. Now, if you study what they say, you'll know if they're talking about it the right way. All right. So the gospel of the kingdom got to be preached to the world, witness unto all nations. Then the end shall become. That's your. That's our job. That's your profession. That's what Paul. All apostles know that. Everybody know that. Well, who don't know that? We ain't speaking to this because no light in us. We must be crazy. All right. So let's look at this. He gives some signs right here. Pray as your fight don't be in the winter when it, on the, on the Shabbat. And also when you you got a child, pray you don't give children in those days. Man, in that time we go great, great tribulation. Okay, it was not since since the world is it, going to be ugly. It's going to be real ugly. Except those days shall be shortened, there shall be no flesh saved. For the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. 
Okay? He's ready to get the elect. He's ready to get his bride. Okay, when a man's ready to marry, he's ready to marry. That's why it's gonna be short. He ready he's ready to bring you to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay? That's how it is. So you gotta do what you gotta do to get your increase. That's what it's all about. If any man shall say, Okay, he is, don't believe it. If we got the sign, he's gonna be up in the heavens. We got the sign. So ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody Christ on this earth. He's gonna be up in the heavens. He ain't coming on earth. Until you come down with the Holy, until all hell break out after the tribulation. That when he come, and he come after you get your eternal, you know, that first resurrection, you in it, you get your eternal life. You you shine in the brightness of a, a firmament. You're going to shine like light. Because no man can come before without light. He too, he too bright. You get that morning star, you be, you be right before him. That's awesome power. All right. So, he says, uh, he says, I told you, wherefore, they should say, behold, he is in the desert. Just don't believe that anybody telling you here he is, okay? He says, for as light cometh out of the east, shineth out of the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Man, it's going to be all dark. You ain't going to see it. But light's going to come out of the east, so shall it shine to the west, and the, sun, the coming of the Son of Man. He come one more time. Gather together his elect. That's all. Now, if it were possible to deceive, it's not possible to see the elect. Then we got the gospel. You already know what's going to come. We have prophecy. We have more understanding than our angels. We seek, seek them out. Now, this is important here um, about that day coming. What we should be prepared for that day coming. That we be not deceived. All right. Uh, I, I write unto you both to stir you up in a pure manner in the way of remembrance, that you be mindful of the words that were spoken to you by the holy prophets and the commandments of the apostles and of our Savior. So the apostles and the prophets is the foundation. Peter brings us to remind us this. Paul told us that too. Knowing first that should come in the last days scoffers, people walking after their own lusts, saying, where is the promise of coming since our fathers fell asleep? Where is this promise at? Okay? Where is this promise at? Since our fathers fell asleep. Where is this promise? Okay? So, notice first, there are scoffers walking after their own lust. This promise of it's coming. People say, oh, it ain't coming. Yeah, people. It says no. In his time, people are gonna be drinking and marrying, and be like the days of Noah, drinking and marrying. And then they had to make the ark of the covenant. They had to make the ark. He got in the ark, and just like the ark of the covenant, the ark of the covenant is in your mind. That's your face. If you ain't putting all this stuff in your mind, your soul, and your heart, that's your ark. Your ark is in your heart, your mind. We said love him, your heart, mind, and soul. That's your ark of the covenant right there, because the Holy Spirit dwells with the heart of the covenant. Just like when you put the Ark of the Covenant in the temple on the mercy suit, the mercy now the mercy is within you. Your heart, the mercy, Ark of the Covenant, your mind together. That's how it works. Okay, you are the temple of the Most High. So place the Ark of the Covenant in your mind. Now the mercy right there in your heart, and He dwell with you. With the cherubims, remember you got two cherubs. That's why man was cast out of the Garden of Eden. Those two cherubs, two flames of fire. You can't come back in here. You had it. You didn't know you had it. So build up the most holy faith that you may walk in this thing. Okay? This is the promise. Where's the promise? People are worrying, worrying about where the promise. 
you know? Since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. All right? For this they willingly were ignorant of, by the word of the Most High God, the heavens of were of old, the earth standing out of water and in water, whereby the world that was being overflowed with water perished because Noah, remember, he escaped with just his son. The rest of the people, they up there eating, drinking, marrying, giving each other in, you know, their their lustful ways, whatever they wanted to do. You know, they didn't, they weren't concerned about the spiritual things. Most people aren't. So they're going after, and people that are in spiritual are deceived too. So you, you have double whammies here. You just don't want to be a prey. You don't want to be a victim of prey. How about that? But the, the, the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, unholy men. You have unholy men. We already seen that they were professing to be something they're not. Ministers transforming themselves to righteousness. They're not speaking according to the gospel. We see people doing that today. And that people like that are going to be reserved until judgment. We don't worry about that. That's why we separate ourselves from that. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Most High is a thousand years, and a thousand years one day. That's why we know he made everything in six days, seven days he rested. We're coming to the end of the 6,000 years. And at that time, that's when we see the day, the coming of Yeshua. The second he coming at the end of the 6,000 years. And we have that fulfilled that week, that three and a half. He fulfilled three and a half. That one week, we have three and a half and three and a half, that's seven. So we have to fill the remaining of the three and a half. And that way, the day of judgment, it will come. He comes after that to free us from this body of death. Into eternal life, put down all authority, take back the kingdom, put all rule under authority, and lock up. Lock up any unclean spirit that's here, even Satan. Lock them up, thousand years. Let them out. Let them deceive those who walk in the thousand year millennium. Because we're talking about seven thousand years. After he come back, he reigns for a thousand years. Some of them have not been tempted. It's only right that everybody be tempted. It's only right that everybody be persecuted. It's only right that everybody suffer. It ain't right that people don't suffer. You got to test and prove to see if they're worthy. Love your life not to death. He wants to see that. Some will be beheaded for the testimony. You get your head cut off, so what? You got the first resurrection, you're good. You did not deny him. You're good. So he says, he is not slack concerning his promise. He paid that. He would give reward according to your works, as some men count slackness. But long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That's the gospel, ain't it? We've been talking about this. But the day of the, the day of Yeshua, the day of the Savior, the day of the Holy One Israel, the day of judgment will come like a thief in the night. That's right. And which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. It's going to be trumpets, it's going to be blown, it's going to be stars falling out of heaven, it's going to be all kinds of things happening. You want to be in the protection. The elements shall melt away with fervent heat. Remember, he comes the second time to bring fire on earth. First time was with a flood, this time with fire. 
the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Burned up. He take he he can't yeah, he, he he ain't playing. He said he can kind of bring peace with the sword. Seeing that all things seeing that all these things should be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversations and all holiness? All holiness. All holiness. We we the body he wanna prove you. So we only we wanna only like come together when we want to be together and only feel like that. Like we have to prove that we're worthy even when we're around each other uh, besides whatever. Because when you do this, what happens? You have the testimony of being, of having holy conversation, of being holy. No matter who you be. Sometimes people get away with, they say, okay, I can be like this around this person, but around this person I can't be. Like, you're playing, you're being double. You know, hopscotch. Over here you hop, you hop one spirit. Over here, you hop different spirit. It's all about being true to yourself in this walk. Not being like this and being like that. You know, because over here, you share fruits. Over here, you don't fruits. So, it's not having respect to persons. It's about being true to him because he know, he know, he says he knows who are his. He knows sheep. They hear his voice. And he knows them by their fruits. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of Yeshua, the coming of the Most High God. Wherefore, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Just like it was new earth when the flood came, it's going to be new earth when the fire comes. Okay. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. That's how we know one another when we see that, hey, no, I find no fault in you. I know you have fault, you confess it. I know your testimony. I know how you do. I can trust that. Right? You have witnesses. And what is a faith, what is a faith report without witnesses? It says the elders obtain a good report by faith. They have a cloud of witnesses. We'll, we'll go to that next. An account, an account, an account that the long suffering of our Savior, of our Most High, is salvation. That's his account. You long suffer. You go through this thing with patience. You suffer, 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 suffer. Don't think it's strange for you to suffer. Even as our beloved brother Paul, Peter's talking. Also, according to wisdom given unto him, have written to you that you should suffer. And in all his epistles, speaking of things which some things are hard to be understood, which they are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also in other scriptures, to their own destruction. So if you're not used to understanding the law and the word, it's always good to have instruction from someone who understands it to help bring out what Paul is saying. Otherwise, those who are unstable or, or those who are still learning or, or still not learn in certain things, they may twist what Paul say to their own destruction. It's not good. Therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things before, beware, 
lest also being led away with error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace. Grow in grace. That's us together. In the knowledge of our Savior, Yeshua, to him be the glory, now and forever. Now let's take about let's look about this report here. Okay. Uh, go on Hebrews Okay, eleven chapter here. It says faith right here. By it the elders retain a good report. That's why I always I say, uh, what's your faith report look like? Right? Okay, it's one thing to obtain a good report because other people you have witnesses, right? That's your witnesses. You have witnesses. But what is it that you're going to live by as a report? This is your profession of faith. What are you going to live by? Okay? It's good to know that because eventually, if you live by it, you also have to explain it. You can't explain something you don't live by if you don't search it out, what you are to live by. This is your craft of faith by profession. So we know by faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him, our Father. He cometh, for he that cometh to the Father must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You seeking him, you're going to know. As we see, Noah was moved with fear, having faith to save his house. By righteous, he, he was made righteous because of fear he did. Same with Abraham, all this, okay? So we see that is how you obtain a good report. And so let me get this cloud of witnesses here. Hebrews 12, right there. All right? This is important here. This is why we have a body. You got a great cloud of witness. You, you, that, that's, that's to your glory. It keeps you, keeps you, keeps that man of sin not alive. Okay? You want to bury him. Make sure he's buried. Don't get up no more. Hold me accountable. I do wrong, hold me accountable. It's only right that you let your brother know you do wrong. Otherwise, you don't love them, your sister, whoever it is. You do wrong, tell that person. And, and if they're wise, they will receive correction. And only wise people do that. Fools, don't, fools despise knowledge. Wise, they receive it with, with joy, with gladness. Thank you. I love you. All right. Wherefore, seeing that we have compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, that's love. You got so many great cloud of witnesses, people know you walking in truth, doing right. Let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us, let us, let not ourselves, but let us together. We're going to run this race together, okay? You in this thing, I'm in this thing, we in this together. Okay, we ain't leaving each other behind. Looking into who? Yeshua, the author and finisher of our faith. Okay, of our faith, not just mine, our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, that long suffering, right? Despising the shame, he didn't care what people thought of him. Despise that. Okay, I ain't want to think about no shame. And it's set down the right hand of the Father. That's glory. Glory right there. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest he be weary and faint of your own minds, because you got to go against other people based on what you believe. Come on now. All right. So now, let's get back to where he was here. And we're about to bring this to a close. Because we, we don't do this for ourselves. We do this for eternity. And we do this because we love righteousness to make sure. 
everything that we love is not in vain. I mean, yes, we love family. I love family in the kingdom. I love family, period. It's a value. Uh, everyone loves. I mean, everybody, you do the right thing, you love. But um, sometimes we could be found doing wrong. It's only love that you let each other know, hey, that was wrong. All right, and we should receive it. It's all about how you talk to people. But sometimes you may get a rough view based on the relationship you have. Let them know. All right, I told you once, I told you twice, you keep doing it, I'm going to leave you alone now. You stubborn, stiff-necked, whatever it is. All right. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write to you. Okay? For yourselves, know perfectly that the day of the Most High, the day of Yeshua, comes like a thief in the night. You know it's coming, right? And you're going to least suspect when it comes. Because you'll be comfortable doing what you do, whether it's working your job, whatever you do. Right? You ain't preparing yourself in the holy faith. I'm sorry, instruction might break in on you. For when they shall say peace, peace, peace and safety, right? Peace and safety. When they shall say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction cometh upon them that travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. It's like a woman in labor. Woman in labor ain't going nowhere. She's just going to have it. She's just going to be in labor. She ain't going nowhere. She's fainting that she can't do nothing. That's how it's going to be when it's time comes. You just want to be in the right place when that time comes. That's all I'm saying. When that time comes, it's just whatever it is. But you, brethren, who are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. That's why we watch and pray. You see all these events happening? You know, I put together a WhatsApp group. I mean, post things I see in there. I encourage everyone, you see something, post it in there. Our text may be filled up with stuff, but, hey, we can just put the stuff that's happening in there. At least we got a track of it. Say, oh, oh, this is what happened. Oh, okay, it's time. I may need to leave this place. All right. At least you have a sign. You have evidence stacked up. You can see. It says, watch, be sober, be diligent. Your adversary, the devil, he's, he's praying on you like a royal lion. He's praying on you. So don't let us sleep. Let us let us therefore not sleep, as others do. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, drunken in the night. Okay? But let us who are other day be sober, putting on a breastplate of faith and love. See that faith and love? We gotta build that out. Build it out all the way. And for in helmet, the hope of salvation. All right? The hope of salvation, right? That's your headpiece, Ark of the Covenant, right? That helmet, nothing in your mind, let it be enriched in, in all these things. The breastplate of faith, keep that over your heart, guard it. Put that mercy seat, that love, this is your breastplate, put it over your heart, that faith and love. Because whatever you believe by faith, that you're going to do. That's why it's over your heart. Okay? The Most High God have not appointed us to wrath, but obtain salvation through Yeshua. Right? Who died for us, whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, we comfort ourselves together and edify another, even as you do. That's all we do here. We don't do nothing else. We ain't edifying another. We ain't uplifting each other, glorifying him. 
glorifying each other. We, we're not living up. Like, it's no point. It's just, we need to stop it. The, the gospel is the only thing that you have to do. Everything else is uh, building up your faith. Everything else is building up your faith. And hopefully it's built right. It's built the right way. The strong foundation. Finally, my brother, be strong. Be strong in the Most High. Be strong in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of the Most High God that you may be able to withstand, you be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take you into the whole arm of the Most High God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all this to stand, Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, having on a breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherefore you shall be able to quench all the fiery darks. Now take also this helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yah, the word of the Spirit, the word of the Most High. Now, this is what sanctifies you. Right here. That what sanctifies you. Praying always with all prayer, supplication, in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for us saints. We're not praying for one another. We're not talking to one another. How do we watch out for one another? And for me, that utterance, may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel. It ain't nothing else we've been talking about but the gospel. This is the only thing that we are here for. The gospel. Salvation. Not salvation. Without that, we ain't got nothing. All right. And go back up here. And this is actually, all this right here is a, is a lesson in itself. And I say that because there's more meat behind it. There's more meat behind this. When you start talking about putting on the armor of the Most High God to withstand the devil, we got to go into the spiritual sacrifices. Like Yeshua, he went into the wilderness, and he went straight on to getting the armor on. He put, he started putting on the armor. He go, you go into the wilds, you going into the wilds of the devil. You put on the armor of the Most High. He went into it immediately after the baptism. He like not taking it like, like, like I'm just dancing right. No, I'm going raw. I'm going raw in this thing. Life or death thing, he going into it like that. He come out, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. Almost died up in here. And the angels ministered me and got me back to life. Now, you can't touch me. That's what he did here. How much you want to increase? It's totally up on how much power you want to receive. He went on by faith. He prepared himself by faith to go out there four days, four nights, and he overcome. And you can do it too. We can do it. Now, everything's by faith. Everybody's faith not the same. You got to prepare yourself. You be believe. I mean, a lot of us, we not prepare. We may not, when we go into fasting, you may not prepare yourself by faith to enter into it. You have to prepare yourself. Your whole body has to be prepared to enter into it. That's how you live, by faith, not by sight. Not by the law, not by anything. You live by faith. Remember, you speak, and the words, they should not, Return void. They shall accomplish. He's bringing us back to being perfect. All right. So this whole armor, 
that you're going to use, you're going to use this to withstand the evil day, even the day of judgment. Now, having your loins girded about the truth, loins covering yourself down there and up there, the lower, the midsection and the upper section of your breastplate and the lower section, your midsection, having that girded about with truth and with breastplate of right, doing the right thing coming from your heart and making sure that nothing come in there to no lust, no envy, no nothing, no uncleanness come in you, no kind of way. Now your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now how you deliver the word is everything. If they don't hear it, kick the dust off your feet, keep going. You got peace on your feet. That's how that works. The truth. You got the truth. It's girded up in your loins. You got faith that shields you from anybody who's throwing darts at you. Even our own brothers and sisters. Well, should we call them brothers and sisters or not? Or just call them Jacob. House Jacob. Still in the flesh. Doing things according. God's zeal, not according to knowledge. Not knowledge of salvation. The gospel. They're throwing fire darts at you. Whether it be them, whether it be whoever. The ungodly, sinners, whoever. Even people in, in, in whatever walk they in. Now everybody got the same gospel. They got another gospel. Well, they don't even have a gospel. I don't know what, what they got. They got something else. Okay. So take the helmet of the salvation. Take this helmet, right? Okay. This is the mind of Christ being you. Let that helmet, this word, this, the word of the If you're not studying to show yourself approved, you're not being diligent in your house. The house is, we're talking about a spiritual house. Start with your mind. With your mind is how you build things. This is your salvation. The Ark of the Covenant dwells there with you. Let this mind of Christ be in you. As the breastplate, the mercy seat, the love, the charity, all that stuff come out of your heart. That's why it's a breastplate there. The Ark of the Covenant. I mean the mercy seat there. Have mercy. Mercy and grace. The Father has a heart. We made his image. Now we're looking at the spiritual sacrifices that come out of this spirit, this this spiritual um, armor that we have to go about praying always, always praying. Your mouth, what come out of your mouth? So let no uh, let no things that come out of the mouth that corrupt you. Let nothing corrupt the the no no no, no corrupt communication come out of the mouth. Nothing like that. Nothing. Mm -mm. No, don't even give a chance for it. No. Prayers being heard. Anyone that turn their ear from hearing the law, even if prayers are abomination. So we honor and we do things that whatever come out of his mouth, come out of our mouth. When we pray, pray back his word. He answers that. Okay? Praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching therefore for the press of, for the perseverance, supplication for all saints. We're looking to us all are saints of the most high. When you know the way, you can't help but be a saint if you're doing the work. It's impossible for you not to be if you just, unless we're just not doing this work and making it a profession. And for me, the, that the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Yes, this is the mystery of the gospel. We're going on, this is what this whole day has been about, the mystery of the gospel that many have overlooked. And it says, broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the straight gate 
which few enter in at. For I am ambassador in bonds. I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak, but that you may also know my affairs as I do, how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother, a faithful minister in the Most High, and Yeshua shall make known to you all things, whom I sent unto you the same purpose that you might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to you, brethren, and love with faith from the Most High God, the Father, and our Savior, Yeshua, our Messiah. So these are the things that we look at in terms of what we're doing in this time of the gospel because if we don't have this mind that he gave us, then how can the message be preached to all of the world? This this is the same message that we ought to give to the whole world. Nothing has changed. The scriptures of no private interpretation. And so now it's up to us to plant the seed and righteousness and build up the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So everything that we do is by his word, which his authority he we receive with the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we have today, the gospel of peace. If we're going to do it, take this work and let your path be straight, that narrow gate which few find, walk in it with verity and truth. And do everything with all your heart, might, and soul. That's it. Be passionate about what you do. And that's it. Nothing else shall move you from receiving eternal life, immortality. That's it. Thank you for your time.